We are the Australian Literacy and Numeracy Foundation, striving to empower our most marginalised communities through literacy and education. Literacy is having a voice. Literacy is opportunity. Literacy is dreaming big. Literacy is freedom. Today, you can help end inequality and give every child access to our life-changing and proven literacy programs. Your support is vital. Donate now at alnf.org. Winter has really set in. Time for hot drinks, warm soups, a relaxing bath and cranking up the heater. Did you know that all these things present a burn hazard for children? In fact, 79% of burns happen in the home. Visit kidsafe.com.au to download the free burn safety checklist and get some essential tips for keeping kids safe in your home. And remember, when a burn occurs, apply cool running water for at least 20 minutes. No oil, butter, ointments or ice. Always seek medical advice if the burn is larger than 3 centimetres. Been playing for a while Sweet kicks Cause footy makes you smile Sweet kicks football If you're getting ready for the trials Gotta go the extra mile Sweet kicks football Not always hearing that sweet sound when you kick the ball? Need to develop your footwork or explosive speed? Want to take the next step in your footy career? Then you need Sweet Kicks. More info on our Facebook page or go to our website, sweetkicksfootballacademy.com.au. Gotta go the extra mile. Sweet Kicks Football. The Smith family have been helping disadvantaged Australian children for decades. Today we focus on helping children break the cycle of disadvantage by supporting them to get the most out of their education. But right now, one in six Australian children are living in poverty and don't have what they need for school. These kids need a hand up, not a handout. You can help them get the school essentials they need to fit in and the extra learning support to keep up. Please sponsor an Australian child today. Search The Smith Family. If you've had something stolen Or if you've had property damaged You need the police, not the sirens If you've lost something or found something valuable Or if you want to register a party Or let us know you're going away on holiday You need the police, not the sirens When you need the police, but not the sirens You can now report these incidents online At police.vic.gov.au Or call 131444 Authorised by the Victorian Government, Melbourne Very good afternoon and welcome to Box Hill City Oval on WARFradio.com for our VFL Women's Match of the Day, our standalone game today. It is Hawthorne versus North Melbourne. It's 8th versus 9th, a crucial game for both sides. Win, keep your finals hopes alive, lose, and, well, you might mathematically still be a possibility, but if mathematics comes into it, you're pretty much done and dusted. I'm Peter Holden. Great to have your company for yet another day. Joining us today on special comments as we're going with the two 
two-man crew is the taller of the two. It's a very warm welcome to James Halley. G'day, Peter. Great to have you back here at uh, Box Hill City Opal for, as I said, a, a crucial game for both sides. Uh, both teams have been up and down uh, for North Melbourne. AFLW-listed players have only had a handful play for them throughout the year. And Hawthorne, uh, even going back to, to their 2019 squad, they've had a huge turnover of players, even just throughout this year alone. Yeah, there's a, quite a few notable ins this week, and there's also a few notable outs as well from Hawthorne, like Lawrence Zaghetti, who's a notable out as well. I, th I think being delisted through an injury, you've got Hawthorne, you've got um, Alison Drennan, who's coming down from the Gold Coast, and then North, obviously, have Vivian Sard and a few other there, North Melbourne recruits in the FLW program. So, yeah, a few bolstered teams today. And the big in as well, you may not have seen it if those looked in the old VFL Matt Centre, which used to have the names listed. The name was missing there, but I can confirm Chantella Pereira playing for them today. Chantella Pereira, of course, Lisa Hardeman medalist, won best on ground in the 2018 Premiership for the Hawks over the Cats at uh, Marvel Stadium. She will be back today wearing Hawthorne colours, of course, as we know, plays West Coast uh, Eagles uh, in the AFLW. Um, and uh, maybe that might come up in trade talk later on in the day when we talk about that, about quarter past three to say she's still at West Coast or because we know that she's a Melbourneian, will she finally come back home? Will a uh, team uh, uh, ask for her to come back in a trade with the Eagles? That'll be something to watch. We've got plenty to come up today. Shane Webster will be joining us in around about five minutes' time. The North Melbourne VFLW head coach at 3pm will be joined by Lou Watton, legend of the VWFL and of course now assistant coach with uh, Hawthorne in the VFLW and uh, the good thing is, James, looking around, a good crowd is coming to Box Hill City Oval. It's part of a double header. So straight after the men's game, 45 minutes gap between the two games. They stick around and they'll be able to watch a very important game of women's football. Yeah, ex exactly right. You've got a few yeah North 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 um, fans that would have been up a bit up and about after yesterday, and a Hawks Hawks crowd, you know, coming into a home crowd, and yeah, wanting to see their Hawks boys do a bit better, and then hopefully they stick around and watch the girls. Absolutely. So if you're in the area, remember it's the corner of Whitehorse Road and Middleborough Road in Box Hill. That is the home ground of Hawthorne in the uh, VFLW. If you want to come on down, 3.30pm free entry into a VFLW game. So really, no excuses. It is the standalone VFLW game for today. By the way, we should mention, if you do come along, bring your radio with you. You can hear us delay free on 89.1 FM at the ground. And from around about 3 o'clock, the round stand is at 3.30, so somewhere between 3 and 3.30. If you go to YouTube, you'll then see the VFLW stream start that'll carry our commentary. Uh, the cameraman's position is actually going to be rather different from us. They're going to be where Channel 7 is set up for the men's VFL game. Uh, so that's why it may take a little bit longer for them to get on air just before the 3.30pm bounce. Uh, but our commentary position, James, a little bit different. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, it's right behind the, the goalpost and the pavilion down at Box Hill Oval. So uh, because we're in that kind of different spot, our view on some things that you may see on camera if you watch on YouTube is going to be a little bit different for us compared to the angle that we've got looking straight up in the ground south to north. We'll take this opportunity to take a break. When we come back on the other side of the break, we should have North Melbourne VFLW head coach Shane Webster right here on WARFradio.com. Hey guys, I'm Jess. And I'm Lisa from the Veronica's for Rad. Recording artists, actors, and athletes against drink driving. What does it mean to be a designated driver? It means you're the friend who's agreed not to drink, not the person who's had the least to drink. It's cool to do and it shows you care about your friends. If you screw up just once, then your life changes forever. Face it, their lives are in your hands. So why don't you and your friends take it in turns to be the designated driver when you go out? You'll make the road safer for all of us. 
The average person spends 44 minutes a day thinking about food. At Oz Harvest, thinking about food is a full-time job because we're always looking for new ways to nourish our country and combat food waste and hunger. Every day, we rescue quality surplus food across Australia and deliver it to those who'd otherwise go hungry. And you can help. Every dollar donated to Oz Harvest can provide two meals to people in need. Visit ozharvest.org. Thought for food. Hey, Gary, what time you call this? Yeah, the traffic was really bad. Oh, there's Steve-o. G'day, Steve. Morning. How was your weekend? Same old, same old. What'd you get up to? Not much. Are you okay, mate? Looking out for one another is something we all need to do. So if a mate's struggling, ask, are you okay? Listen, encourage action, and check in again soon. Those four steps could change their life. Find out more at areyouok.org.au. Hi, Kirk Pengilly from InXS here. And whether it's music, sweet things, puppies, movies, we all love our treats. But our eyes need treating too. 300,000 Australians, including me, are affected by glaucoma. Diagnosed early, glaucoma can be managed. Left undiagnosed, it can cause blindness. So treat yourself by treating your eyes to a simple test. Book your test at treatyoureyes.org.au today. On WARFradio.com, 89.1 FM at the ground. And just before the bounce at 3.30pm on the VFLW YouTube stream, this is the VFL Women's Match of the Day. Hawthorne versus North Melbourne. It's 8th versus 9th. It's time to talk to one of our special guests for this week. Joining us on the line is the head coach of North Melbourne in the VFLW. He is Shane Webster. Shane, good afternoon. Thanks for having me on. Great to have you on the line, Shane. And as we mentioned, it's a crucial clash, 8th versus 9th. Do you bring up the F word in front of your players? Do you mention finals and the importance of this game? Oh, I think so. I think that at the end of the day, um, you can't be what you can't see. And if we want to be a finals team, then that's certainly something that needs to be at the forefront of our mind. And we've obviously had some results go our way over the past uh, 24 hours. So if we continue to play our way and, and hopefully, uh, yeah, knock Hawthorne off today, then uh, the F word becomes uh, a little bit more uh, manageable. Hey Shane, James Halley here. So we've got, um, with, with the F word possibly coming into play for your girls today, you've got um, the importance of your AFLW girls might step up a little bit with Vivian Sard and Darby Bannister among others in the team today. Would you be able to run us through like, what you're going to want from them today? Like what, what they're going to bring to the team? Yeah, I think with, uh, with girls like uh, like Viv and, and Daz, they bring uh, not only experience but some hardness of the footy and um, obviously with, with Dara especially a fair amount of leadership and... Uh, and I guess those on-field traits that you want to kind of spread through the, the younger, less experienced players. So, yeah, certainly look at them to be, be leaders and hopefully for us to get, uh, get the hands in the footy and kick some goals. Obviously, last week, Shane, not the ideal result against Collingwood, but what did you manage to learn facing against the best in the competition at the moment? Yeah, clearly there's a um, there's a fair gap between uh, the, the pies and the rest of the competition at the moment. They had a really good win again yesterday, but... I think for us, uh, we continue to learn about what we've got in our playing list and um, certainly AFLW players aside, I think the, the best learning opportunities for the girls who've got on the VFLW list is actually playing. So, um, yeah, I think that that uh, continual development and learning and the journeys that those girls are going on is certainly what we got out of last week. Would you be able to talk us a bit through Megan, I mean, Megan Kelly last week with 23 disposals, probably your, your best on last week. Just tell her what you're, like, you know, how good she was last week and what you're looking to get, a, get from her today. 
Yeah, she's been probably our most important player all season. Um, captain and a really fearless leader and someone who, you know, demands respect uh, with the way that she goes about it on and off the field. So um, for us, she'll be an important player for us today, as will all the midfield group. But, um, yeah, Megan especially is putting a, a season together where, you know, fingers crossed, she uh, she gets under the noses of some AFLW recruiters because I certainly think she can go to the next level um, with, with that opportunity. Now, Shane, today the NAB League comes to a close. The grand final is being played at this very moment between the Oakley Chargers and the Geelong Falcons. That means NAB League talent is starting to filter into the league for the uh, last few games of the season. Can you talk us about the uh, three Tassie Devils players that you actually have debuting for you today? You've got Gemma Blair, Ella Mora and uh, Emma Apami, Amy Bissett. Yeah, they're three really exciting players. Obviously, our um, our connection with Tasmania is really important, not only to, to this team, but to our football club and, and our brand and identity. So, um, yeah, Gemma's, uh, Gemma's a hard-running midfielder slash uh, defender. Um, Ella will play through the midfield, and Amy Bissett is a, is a really sharp, small forward. So, I guess with the NAB League closing, uh, we get the opportunity to play these girls and, and, as I said, continue to strengthen our connection with Tassie. So, no, it's great to have them up, and they're all really excited to play. Okay, so let's talk about the AFLW players that you've got in today. Daria Bannister, Amy Smith, Brooke Brown and Vivian Saad. Uh, for, for those North fans that are obviously listening at home, what are you hoping to get out of them in terms of uh, their development, uh, not only for today, but obviously for the last few games leading up to finals? Yeah, I think, uh, as, as I alluded to before with our VFLW girls, that the best development is, is, is actually playing. I think for these girls too, um, to continue their development, to, uh, I guess, get the most out of them from... Uh, from an AFL perspective is really important. So I guess, you know, getting that mix between our VFLW list but also providing those development chances for, for players like Daz and Viv and, and Amy and Brooks is really important. So, um, yeah, they're all really uh, really connected to our program and, um, yeah, really excited to play some games with us between now and the end of the year. Obviously, your opponents today, Hawthorne, they're equally as desperate to try and win the game to keep their finals hopes alive as well. How hard has it been trying to match up against them and, and consider and research into this side that you're playing, considering the high turnover of players that Hawthorne have actually had through the year? Yeah, I think it's probably something that uh, that us as coaches have looked at this week, given the fact that probably their, their list and, and their, their round one teams to where they are now is uh, it's completely different. And clearly they've gone after some delisted AFLW girls and, and try to recruit some talent mid-season to try and strengthen that list. So, yeah, I think, uh, think to a degree it's a, it's a challenge to be able to see uh, what they can do consistently, what some of their, their trends are with how they play. But um, certainly we've done some homework over the past couple of weeks and... Uh, yeah, I think we're in a good position. Hopefully, give them a shake. Well, Shane, thank you very much for joining us on the pregame show here on WARFradio.com. We wish you and the Kangaroos all the very best today as you take on the Hawks here at Box Hill City Oval. No worries at all. Thanks, guys. That is Shane Webster, the coach of North Melbourne in the VFLW, joining us here on WARFradio.com and at the ground delay free on 89.1 FM. Don't forget the YouTube stream coming up. Search for VFLW on YouTube just before 3.30pm before our bounce down. We might take this opportunity to take a quick break. When we return on the other side of the break, we're going through the results from five games that have been played so far in round 11 of the VFLW. The mate with the high-tech Bluetooth fish finder, but not a life jacket. You know the type. So when enjoying the water, make the right call to keep your mates safe. Make sure they wear a life jacket. A message from your mates at Royal Life Saving. Draft Central is entering a new era, covering all the state leagues from the VFLW, Sample W, Waffle W and Quaffle W, as well as their primary focus, the NAB League girls, Draft Central has you covered when it comes to all you need to know about the future stars of the AFL women's. 
Draft Central, brought to you by Rookie Me, is now on YouTube, so be sure to subscribe at Draft Central, as well as on our Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram pages at Draft Central Oz. The Smith family have been helping disadvantaged Australian children for decades. Today, we focus on helping children break the cycle of disadvantage by supporting them to get the most out of their education. But right now, one in six Australian children are living in poverty and don't have what they need for school. These kids need a hand up, not a handout. You can help them get the school essentials they need to fit in and the extra learning support to keep up. Please sponsor an Australian child today. Search the Smith family. Winter has really set in. Time for hot drinks, warm soups, a relaxing bath and cranking up the heater. Did you know that all these things present a burn hazard for children? In fact, 79% of burns happen in the home. Visit kidsafe.com.au to download the free burn safety checklist and get some essential tips for keeping kids safe in your home. And remember, when a burn occurs, apply cool running water for at least 20 minutes. No oil, butter, ointments or ice. Always seek medical advice if the burn is larger than 3 centimetres. Hi, Kirk Pengilly from InXS here. And whether it's music, sweet things, puppies, movies, we all love our treats. But our eyes need treating too. 300,000 Australians, including me, are affected by glaucoma. Diagnosed early, glaucoma can be managed. Left undiagnosed, it can cause blindness. So treat yourself by treating your eyes to a simple test. Book your test at treatyoureyes.org.au today. Here on WARFradio.com, that's Women's Australian Rules Football Radio, your home of women's footy. This is the VFLW match of the day. It is a standalone game today. It is Hawthorne versus North Melbourne at Boxall City Oval. It's eighth versus ninth, and some results that occurred yesterday have opened up the door for both sides to try and sneak into the finals because after round 11, three more games to go to conclude the season, then we'll have a bye, and then we'll have, I believe, four weeks' worth of finals. Got to have that confirmed by uh, the VFL headquarters. But let's go through, James Halley, some of those uh, results uh, from yesterday. Uh, Southern Saints and Geelong out mm-hmm. there at uh, Trevor Park. I was actually chatting uh, to someone who was at that game as I was walking to the ground. They said a cracking contest, and Geelong, believe it or not, four goals in the last seven minutes to win it. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. Geelong really stamping their authority their second ladder. Yeah. Yeah, indeed. The uh, final result out of uh, that game was uh, Geelong 6-10-46, defeating the Southern Saints 5-5-35. Uh, best players uh, for the Cats include Smith, uh, Van der Heuvel, Leonard, Beckley, Webster and Shepard. For the Southern Saints, McDonald, DeAngelis, Hines, Stewart, Bohanna and uh, Alice Burke, again being named amongst the best. Of course, that is uh, the daughter of uh, one Nathan Burke and she's been racking up some 30-plus disposals about each Eight. Game that she's been playing in the VFLW. Yeah, that's really that's really impressive. Yeah, and we've also got Carlson def- defeating Casey Demons um, down at Casey Fields. So they've got Carlson had a few AFL listed players playing as well, like Maddie Guren. Um, they also had Walker kicking three. Let me have a look at the stats. Yeah, up as I'll well. give you the yeah. final scores of that game: eight three fifty one to uh, three seven twenty five. That game you can actually find on YouTube if you want to go back and watch the replay. Called by Casey Radio, their first women's game they've called this year. So nice to have another station besides us calling women's football. So that is fantastic. But um, going through uh, first of all the Carlton side, uh, Lucy McAvoy, twenty five uh, disposals, seven tackles out of that game. 
probably needed some confidence because um, she, she had a very quiet second year in the AFLW. Yeah, after being yeah, a top draft pick, yeah, hopefully some form in the back end of the AFLW season will set up for a good next AFLW season. Who were some of the others that managed to rack up the disposals, first of all for Carlton and then for the Casey Demons? Well, we had Maddie Guren getting 22, so that would, that would um, do her confidence to the world. And, um, we also had Nat Natalie, Nat Natalie yeah. Plain also getting a 19 and, and a behind. Um, we also had Daisy Walker with 13 disposals. Okay, and uh, looking for the uh, Casey Demons, uh, Liza McNamara, 20 disposals. Libby Birch in the back line for them, picking up 19 disposals, 7 tackles. Uh, Meg Fitzsimmons, 17 touches, 11 tackles coming out of that game. Also 16 uh, disposals for Casey Eyeshot, the Sheriff. And Eden Zanker again playing in that game with uh, 15 disposals. But uh, that's a big one for Carlton because um, I think a few were expecting maybe Carlton to drop that game to a red-hot Casey Demons after Casey had beaten Port Melbourne that belted Williamstown last week and uh, all of a sudden for Carlton to pull that one out it's all of a sudden or hello you know everyone thought maybe Hawthorne and North was between them of who could sneak into the finals along with the Bulldogs Carlton who were languishing in 10th all of a sudden have just shocked the system of everybody and yeah, they're back in contention now so North Melbourne need to get this win to even just get back in the level pegging with Carlton Indeed, and of course, we should mention next Saturday morning, we are covering Carlton versus Geelong. That is going to be an important game. Carlton win. That upsets Geelong's apple cart, who's trying to lock down a top two spot. Um, and uh, it keeps Carlton's hopes alive for the finals. If Geelong win, that almost locks in a top two spot. And bye-bye, uh, bye-bye to Carlton for their season. Uh, we were yesterday at uh, Northport Oval for Collingwood and Port Melbourne. 8 52 the Magpies. Port Melbourne, unfortunately, one four ten. Geez, Port Melbourne's forward line woes. They continue after uh, Sabrina Frederick uh, has put a pause on playing for the moment. Uh, they're hoping, I've heard a rumour, they're hoping to get Katie Brennan in. They need someone up forward or at least a centre-half forward to straighten them up and give them something because they're putting in the effort but they're not scoring. And some might even be suggesting, because they had a very short preseason, only two months before they came into the VFLW season, uh, that maybe some legs are starting to tire. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, so with the Richmond with the Richmond alignment, you think you know if you can't get a Katie Bennett or um, a Sabrina Frederick, do you try and get at least oh you know a Ruckman from Richmond as well? Does someone tall to give a give someone a kick two down there? You know. Yeah. Having a look at uh, the stats coming out of that game for Collingwood. First of all, uh, the destroyer of worlds, not Thanos, Jamie Lambert. She rips up everything in the VFLW. And uh, she came in for her first time in two years in the league and just said, here's a lazy 26 touches and I wasn't even trying, including a couple of uh, no-look handballs as well to set up some goals. Uh, Michaela Can, who had her nose taped up and looked like a mummy for half the game, 25 touches. Maddie Shevlin, 17. Lee, 16. Volato, 16. They've been good. Um, for the Borough, on their side of the occasion, uh, Sophie Molan, 18 touches. It, it, it's, it's a bit weird. She, she led the disposal count, but on air we felt like she had a bit of a dirty day because there were times where there should have been some marks that she should have swallowed easily, and she dropped. And at the same time, there was one where she had a brain wave where she got a free kick, then went to go off her mark, and then kind of kneeled, must have slipped or something like that, and immediately got tackled and turned the ball over. So a bit of a shoulda, woulda, coulda day for Sophie. She could have had a yeah, pretty it, good day, but it just turned into an ordinary day. Yeah, yeah it was like 18 touches, but it wasn't a standout performance. It was it, it was a very... The numbers can be deceiving for that. Claire Diet coming off uh, half-back, 16 touches. Cody Jack, 16 touches. Hannah McLaren with 13. Jade Anthony, which is... You should keep an eye on 10 touches. One of the Dandenong uh, Stingrays girls, for those that might be looking on the draft coming up. So we've got Elise Edmonds here as well, the ruck for, for Richmond. So she was there with eight disposals. 
Um, 17 hit outs as so well. So you think maybe maybe they could think about putting pushing her forward. Well, yeah, we'll see we'll see what holds for them in the next couple of weeks. And, and I got there as uh, Cat Smith as eight touches. I go really eight touches. She seemed like she was around the ball a heck of a lot more than eight touches. Mm. But there we are. Uh, as you mentioned, I'll, I'll let you do the honours. The, the result from Williamstown and Darabin. Yeah, so we've got Williamstown one goal and ten behind, 16 to Darabin, two goals for 16. So yeah, both sides both wanting a win, and neither could get one. Neither could buy a win on on a day down in, in down or oval. Yeah, indeed. Uh, <laughs> a draw coming out of that game, a very inaccurate Williamstown. They'll be filthy being on their home deck as well. They should know the conditions a little bit better. Um, we go through for the Darabin Falcons. Uh, Jess Delpos, we know, from the GWS Giants. 19 disposals coming out of that game and 15 tackles. <laughs> Do not mess with Jess Delpos. <laughs> also on that day, Annalise Listo with 13 uh, tackles and 16 disposals. Samara David, their captain, 15 disposals. Kathleen Rowe with uh, 15 disposals as uh, well. Um, for Weemstown on their side of the coin, uh, Lisa Steen, of course, as we know, uh, GWS listed player, 30. 13 disposals for her, as, uh, 13 tackles, sorry, for her as 13 well. Tackles, 30 disposals. Yes. That's that's a hard day at the office. Todd with 18 touches. Uh, Tripodi with 18. Uh, Doyle with 15 touches as well um, coming out of that game. And uh, we look to the final game that was played uh, yesterday. And what a boil over at Windy Hill. Mm. Yeah, so Essendon just weren't able to come up with a chocolates. One goal for 10 to four goals for 28 for the Bulldogs. Unbelievable. Essendon didn't score a goal to the final quarter. Mm. That, that, that's that got to shell-shock them. Against the Western Bulldogs side, who were, let's be honest, you know, we're, we're getting beat up around the first half of the season, and everyone thought, oh, geez, this is going to be a hard and sorry year for the Bulldogs. And then all of, all of a sudden, the Doggies get a win here, get a win there, including against some equality opponents. They knocked off the Southern Saints at home, and now they've knocked off Essendon, and everyone's like... Well, geez, the dogs are now sitting seventh, and they've got the Saints next weekend, next Sunday at Trevor Barker Beach Oval. Are the doggies making a late run? And they could decide to bring in some AFLW players, and you know, and just be even better in the back half of the season. Let's have a look at the disposals coming out of that one. I'll have a look at the uh, Western Bulldogs players. Jess Fitzgerald, break over in the Milo. She's got 22 disposals and uh, nine uh, tackles coming out of that game. Uh, Angelica Gogos, 22 touches. Izzy Pritchard with 20 touches. Uh, Georgia Stathis, 17 disposals. Strawn with 16. And uh, Djokic with 15. Gutnick with 14 touches. Hutwig with 14 touches. And how about for the Bombers? So with, for the Bombers, we had... Jo Georgia Nanskorn. Yeah, 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 I think I want him to help saying that name. So, yeah, with 20 disposals. We also had uh, Ash... Oh, here we go. we got Aloise... Ashley, Ashley Cooper. Cooper. There we go. That was a long one for me to get out. My apologies. 16 disposals. And we also had Simone Nulda with 14 disposals, who was a former teacher at our ladies. There you go, down in Otterberg. And uh, Ruby's... Now, let me... Spark. Forgive me if I say this. Only Spark with 13 disposals. And Mirai Clifford with 12 and also going to scoreboard with one with their sole goal for the day. And again, 20-plus disposals for Georgia Nanscorn. I, I was shocked when I read that Lucy Watkin article to find out that Georgia Nanscorn... Actually, because I know she didn't nominate for the 2019 draft, but she nominated for the 2020 draft and was overlooked. And I'm going, what peanut list manager would overlook a quality player who won the Essendon Best and Fairest? And she's on track to win it again this year and maybe on track maybe to win the VFLW League Best and Fairest if you haven't got Georgia Nanscorn as a list manager on your sheet to consider when it comes to draft time what are you doing? Mm. Yeah, some questionable decisions that have come out in the last couple of seasons with the trading and drafting for sure. Absolutely. So, um, again, that big result for the Bulldogs has upset the apple cart. Essendon have now dropped to fifth. 
Essendon were originally hanging around the top two and three sides and now find themselves in a precarious position. I think one more win will, will lock them into finals. But all of a sudden, they are looking a little bit wobbly on the back half of the season, and they will not be happy about that. And it's breathed life into the Bulldogs, who we said have got that big game against the Southern Saints uh, next Sunday on 6th versus 7th. We'll take this opportunity to take a break. When we return on the other side of the break, we're going to be chatting with Hawthorne assistant coach Lou Watton as we preview the game between Hawthorne and North Melbourne at 3.30pm bounce down here on WARFradio.com. The average person spends 44 minutes a day thinking about food. At Oz Harvest, thinking about food is a full-time job because we're always looking for new ways to nourish our country and combat food waste and hunger. Every day, we rescue quality surplus food across Australia and deliver it to those who'd otherwise go hungry. And you can help. Every dollar donated to Oz Harvest can provide two meals to people in need. Visit ozharvest.org. Thought for food. There are plenty of classic hits radio stations, but this is where GoRadio.Live is different. We unashamedly select the best music from our chosen era. We develop programs that provide the music with minimal interruption. For many hours of the day, you won't hear any announcers, just great music and the occasional station ID. We let the music play through until the end, no crossfades and no announcers talking over the start and end of tracks. We think you're going to love GoRadio.Live, radio as it should be. Check it out at www.goradio.live or download the free app from Google Play or the App Store. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> They're my grandkids. Gee, they can make some noise. But you know what? It's a beautiful sound because they're alive and having fun. The sound I hate is silence in the pool. When a child drowns, you hear nothing. No splashing, no cries for help. Be vigilant around water. Fence the pool, shut the gate. I teach your kids to swim, it's great. Supervise, watch your mate and learn how to resuscitate. I'm Laurie Lawrence. Kids alive, do the five. Draft Central is entering a new era covering all the state leagues from the VFLW, Sample W, Waffle W and Quaffle W as well as their primary focus, the NAB League Girls. Draft Central has you covered when it comes to all you need to know about the future stars of the AFL women's. Draft Central, brought to you by Rookie Me, is now on YouTube, so be sure to subscribe at Draft Central, as well as on our Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram pages at Draft Central Oz. Here on WARFradio.com, you are listening to the VFL Women's Match of the Day. Hawthorne versus North Melbourne, 3.30pm bounce down. Closer to 3.30pm, you'll be able to go to the VFLW YouTube page and be able to watch this game live as well. The camera will be on the wing. We're a little bit different. We're sitting behind the goals at the southern end of the ground. We hope to have Lou Watton very shortly. I'm not sure she's put her phone on mute or forgot to take it with her out into the ground during the warm-up because we've been calling her and she hasn't reached her pocket so hopefully uh, Lou might be able to get a hint very shortly that we'll be calling her for her 3pm interview uh, meanwhile just to get a little bit of time before we get round to Lou, let's talk AFLW trade period, we know that there's no official date locked in yet but the, the rumours and everything has started the, the Taylor Harris thing we talked about last week one name that got dropped by 7 News Adelaide during the week I found very interesting St Kilda are making a strong pitch, including a job that will be worth about 150k, uh, to get Ebony Marinoff, the 2017 NAB AFLW Rising Star Award winner and two-time Premiership Footballer out of the Crows. 
Yeah, that'd be a, a terrific get for St Kilda. They've, they've struggled a little bit in the last couple of seasons. Um, you know, there's just some grunts in the midfield that should be there for a long time to come as she's, you know, only only young. So, yeah, with, with Ebony Maroff with her tackling and her pressure, it'd be, it'd be a great get for St Kilda. Absolutely. Um, you, and you've got to think as well, that, that that's interesting. The number that's mentioned is roughly the same figure that Taylor Harris wants. So it's yeah. very, because now all of a sudden it brings up a very interesting argument of marketing versus skill for exactly the same amount of money. Yeah. So like, as, as you said, like it would include a job. So would that be like the 150 wouldn't just be for football, it'd be for everything altogether. Is that, is that right, Peter? Yeah, I believe yeah. that's, I believe that's one thing they tried to lure um, uh, Kate McCarthy down with to, when she came from the, from the Lions to come down to Melbourne. They that there was going to be a job in it. I'm not sure if she still technically got that job in the media department or not, because of obviously when we had the COVID cuts and everything just got thrown up in the air and a lot of people uh, lost their gigs. But that is that is very interesting to know that St Kilda, uh, St Kilda of all clubs, this is not like Collingwood, which everyone's expecting Collingwood to flash the cash, and they did for Bree Davey. St Kilda being one of the clubs you wouldn't necessarily associate with spending big bucks saying, no, nah, we're going after Marinoff. Yeah, making a stand. And, you know, Collingwood, after last year going, oh, a couple of years going for... You know, the big name players, they probably don't have room in the salary cap anymore for another big name player. So there's room for St Kilda down the bottom of the ladder. You, like, you'd like, you think, who do they have on their list of that big marquee player? They're, they're probably still missing that, that big name player to bring in the, the crowd. Mm. We'll take this opportunity to take another very short break. We normally don't do two breaks back to back, but we can see Lou Watton out there. Hopefully she'll answer her phone when we call during the break, and hopefully we'll have Lou Watton for you on the other side of this. Even I could Hey guys, I'm Jess. And I'm Lisa from the Veronica's for Rad. Recording artists, actors and athletes against drink driving. What does it mean to be a designated driver? It means you're the friend who's agreed not to drink, not the person who's had the least to drink. It's cool to do and it shows you care about your friends. If you screw up just once, then your life changes forever. Face it, their lives are in your hands. So why don't you and your friends take it in turns to be the designated driver when you go out? You'll make the road safer for all of us. The average person spends 44 minutes a day thinking about food. At Oz Harvest, thinking about food is a full-time job because we're always looking for new ways to nourish our country and combat food waste and hunger. Every day, we rescue quality surplus food across Australia and deliver it to those who'd otherwise go hungry. And you can help. Every dollar donated to Oz Harvest can provide two meals to people in need. Visit ozharvest.org. Thought for food. Hey Gary, what time you call this? Yeah, the traffic was really bad. Oh, there's Steve-o. G'day, Steve. Morning. How's your weekend? Same old, same old. What'd you get up to? Not much. Are you okay, mate? Looking out for one another is something we all need to do. So if a mate's struggling, ask, are you okay? Listen, encourage action, and check in again soon. Those four steps could change their life. Find out more at areyouok.org.au. Hi, Kirk Pengilly from InXS here. And whether it's music, sweet things, puppies, movies, we all love our treats. But our eyes need treating too. 300,000 Australians, including me, are affected by glaucoma. Diagnosed early, glaucoma can be managed. Left undiagnosed, it can cause blindness. So treat yourself by treating your eyes to a simple test. Book your test at treatyoureyes.org.au today.
here on WARFradio.com. It's the VFL Women's Match of the Day. Now, we did have Lou Watt in schedule for 3 o'clock, but we think she's forgotten to take her phone out there with her. So it looks like we may not be getting the Lou Watt interview. We'll give it five more minutes to see, hopefully, if uh, someone zips the phone out to her so we can uh, have a quick chat about uh, her squad today. Uh, Lou Watt, of course, we know assistant coach with Hawthorne, was a premiership footballer for them, James, in 2018. Uh, she originally retired, actually. She retired at the end, if I'm correct, of the 2015 uh, was it 2015? No, 2014 VWFL season. Very, very impressive memory there, Peter. Yeah, she retired because they had Watto Week. They, she played the last game against the Bendigo Thunder when they were in the VWFL Premier Division. They made up T-shirts for her, Watto Week, and everyone celebrated. It was a huge week. The Eastern Devils girls said, yeah, they might have got on the cans a bit that week. Um, they, they celebrated a legend of women's football who won two Helen Lambert medals. Um, and then she went to do triathlon. So, you know, that, that, that's a quick switch of things. She was doing that, and then once all of a sudden nominations opened for the AFLW draft, she then sent, uh, like a few days later, she sent her uh, sister, Joe Watton, who you may remember from Channel 7, uh, calling and uh, sent her a uh, text saying, I'm in, and uh, sent her a photo of the nomination form and... Uh, and then we had the exclusive, mind you, at the old Girls Play Footy website. And uh, I think there was a unanimous praise when they found out that Lou's coming out of retirement. And uh, she played uh, one season with Collingwood in the AFLW, including that first game at Icon Park. Yeah, the one that was a, a lockout. Indeed. Yeah. So so she'll always have that memory. And, uh, and I think it was a wise decision from her as well. So therefore, it wasn't a case of you didn't have regrets, which unfortunately a number of players who were in the twilight years of their VFL, VWFL career didn't end up playing in the AFLW and I think one or two of them might got, either they didn't get drafted or maybe they thought oh maybe I'm a bit too old but uh, for some of them they were near the twilight years uh, they were very glad that they made the choice so even if they didn't win a flag they were at least able to say year one I was out there. Yeah like being uh, being a part of for so long in the before it really got the recognition that it deserved and then once, uh, once it got the start that everyone was yearning for and to be a part of it would have been you know, a very good moment for her. Absolutely. And uh, again, uh, as we said, uh, she went to Hawthorne um, and uh, played with them in the VFLW. Um, won that f flag in 2018 alongside uh, her best friend in, in Meg Hutchins. And uh, for them too, it was their first ever premiership they ever won. So they, they were, uh, coming from the Eastern Devils, it traditionally been a side that had struggled. So they were uh, thrilled that they had uh, got that flag together, uh, played in 2019. I don't know if 2020 would have been a send-off year or not. 100%, not 100% sure, but uh, she made the decision to retire during that and then switch to coaching under Beck Goddard. Um, as I know that she does teaching as well, um, uh, Lou. So obviously she's now focusing on that coaching side of her career and uh, a great football brain. So hopefully that uh, maybe leads to some AFLW opportunities, which it could be possibly for this very club, Hawthorne, in maybe 18 to 36 months. Mm. Yeah, so the question will be whether they bring in all 18 clubs, uh, like bring in all the remaining clubs that are waiting, or just, just keep sprinkling the, the teams through. Um, that's just going to have to be what the AFL Commission need to think about. Yeah, uh, Jeff Kennett has uh, already uh, gone on SEN, giving his uh, two bobs worth, trying to say, oh, if we don't get a licence, and if we don't get in straight away, it's discrimination. Calm down, Jeff. Take your pills, buddy. Calm down. Calm down. It's not discrimination. Remember, the Hawthorne VFLW players can also still nominate for the AFLW draft. It means they'll be playing for a different club, but they can still nominate for the draft. Yeah, there's nothing stopping them from nominating for the draft. Uh, but Hawthorne will get their time in there. The only question is going to be, where are they going to play? Mm, yeah, they need to try and find a... Like, since they're moving out to Dingley, 
Tina and Dini trying to find a good uh, central home base for supporters to play and train together. Uh, we should mention, Hawthorne, when the original licence applications uh, for the first year of the AFLW didn't go into it, they said they had other things to concentrate on that stage and we're going to invest in grassroots football. And that's when the Dingley proposal started to come out that they were going to make the, you know, the huge training facility out there at Dingley. Um, Hawthorne did go for the second lot of licences but got knocked back in favour of those that were rejected the first time around. Which um, made total sense. Yeah, uh, but not to Jeff. Jeff was not happy about it. Um, but in that proposal, that proposal back then had two options for a Hawthorne home ground or a shared facility because they didn't have their own standalone ground. We should point out they can't use Boxall City Oval during the summer. Cricket is on here. So they talked about sharing uh, Icon Park with Carlton and they also talked about having some games out at uh, Gippsland and using a facility out there. So you're probably talking about the Maui Morwell area. Um at the moment, I guess if they enter the competition soon, if Dingley's not ready uh, or Dingley's not AFLW capable, they'll either be playing at Icon Park or I do know for a fact that Frankston Football Club, uh, the Dolphins, have been very keen and eager to host some AFLW games there because they've brought in some AFLW standard lights. And some have been saying those lights are very good and they've only turned them on at 50%. They haven't turned them on at the full 100%. They've been told they're fantastic lights down there at, uh, at Frankston. Um, the, uh, there was rumours that Carlton and then St Kilda were both going to play a game down there in the AFLW. That kind of got knocked on the head when COVID came in and things were a bit messed up. So, uh, as you saw, there was lack of regional games and whatever because, and, and understandable, COVID messed a lot of things up and that ro rolling fixture. But Frankston were very keen to get an AFLW game down there and I guess we watched with interest because that was the old Hawthorne recruiting zone in the men's. Yeah, correct. Dermot Burton, Lee Matthews, etc. Those famous Hawthorne names came out of the Mornington Peninsula. That was the Hawthorne recruiting zone. So if, if Hawthorne AFLW, at least in the short term, were to play, say, out of Frankston, it's kind of uh, coming home to their roots or their supporter yeah, base. Back to the, the past to help the future. Exactly. So we, we will wait with interest with what happens with Hawthorne's uh, application. Let's talk about Hawthorne today, though. Um, again, we do apologise. We had an interview set up with uh, Lou Watton, but we don't think she took her phone out there with her and we have not received the call. We left a voice message as well for Lou, but we haven't heard from her, so hopefully we can catch up with her uh, a little bit later on uh, in the season. Um, but let's go through the, the players that we're going to talk to her about. The big one. Chantella Pereira, as we said, playing today. Uh, Pereira won the 2018 Lisa Hardiman medal, best on ground in the grand final against Geelong, and has played the last couple of AFLW seasons at the Eagles. Mm, yes, yeah, so it's a, it's a, Hawthorne had do have a lot of big inclusions today, and yeah, she'll be, she'll be one to watch out, for, watch out for, for sure. Keep your eyes on Chantella Pereira. If anything, she'll be coming out of uh, full back, and it'll be interesting to see who she marks up against uh, for North Melbourne. So Chantella Pereira back in the uh, Hawthorne squad. Um, looking at other players, they've got a number of AFLW-listed pl uh, players, uh, some that are still currently on an AFLW list, and others that have been Listed, or as Beck likes to say, they didn't choose to be delisted, they choose to came to Hawthorne. That, that's, the, that's the spin that uh, she likes to uh, put on it. Um, we know Phoebe McWilliams, current Geelong AFLW-listed footballer, also played in that 2018 Premiership with Hawthorne. She is back playing and running around for them. Alison Drennan, current Gold Coast AFLW-listed footballer. kangaroo, so she might uh, recognise a few faces out there today. Yeah, indeed, she's going to be running around for 24 disposals last week as well. Um, we throw in there uh, an interesting name. Tell us about the number 15. Number 15, Caitlin Cox. Now, she was playing with 
the North Melbourne VFLW girls only mere weeks ago, Peter. And now she finds herself playing against them. Yeah, so it's a funny situation the VFLW program finds itself in with um, you know, the recruiting halfway through the season of some AFLW girls and uh, with the injury replacement girls and some of the, yeah, just the short-term contracts. It's really interesting. It's like a com completely different landscape to the AFL and AFLW. Indeed. Um, and we should mention when it comes to uh, injury replacement players, which was Caitlin Cox. She, she was originally VFLW anyway for North. Uh, stepped up to, as an injury replacement player for North Melbourne AFLW. But you can't retain an injury replacement player. They have to be delisted and have to go back into the draft. So you can't keep them on your books. This scenario played out uh, in the first AFLW season. December of 2016, Kendra Hall, the Canadian now playing at Essen, who was on Collingwood's AFLW list, did her other ACL. She was coming back from an ACL on one knee and did the other knee. And when that happened, she was replaced by Georgia Walker. Uh, Georgia Walker out of the Seaford Tigerettes, former Vic Country captain. Walker ended up playing the season for Collingwood, but again, because she was an injury replacement player, she ended up having to be delisted at the end of the year and go back in the draft and was not drafted, and then had some concussion issues and had to give up the game there for a bit. Um, currently playing up in Sydney, of all things, Georgia Walker. But yeah, that, that is the rule when it comes around injury replacement players. They have to go back into the draft. So that is the situation there with uh, Caitlin Cox of why Caitlin Cox was delisted from North Melbourne. But again, choosing not to see out the season of the North Melbourne VFLW coming across to Hawthorne. So, so it makes you think maybe was there an, an ugly exit? Not, not too sure. It, it is. It is. Because mm. if she was AFLW listed to begin with, taken out of the draft and cut, mm -hmm. then you go, oh, yeah, fair enough. A bit like Stratton. Yep. Stratton who left. But considering she went there for VFLW... Then got up to AFLW, but didn't then go back to AFLW. So and she knew what she was in for to begin with. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it, 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 it's an interesting situation. Yeah, it could be an, an interesting exit interview to be a fly on the wall. Yeah, it, it's wondering how well North handled the exit interviews. You know, to be a fly on the wall, as they say, to uh, find out what happened there. But um, that that now means all that intellectual property <laughs> that, she, that she gained from that VFLW side at North, she's now able to give to Hawthorne today. Right, going into this game, you need to do this with this person, this with this person, this with this person. I suggest it would have been a nice long coffee chat between Beck Goddard and uh, and uh, Caitlin Cox during yeah, the week. Yeah, safe to say she would have been heavily involved in match committee this week. Uh, the other interesting thing we look at for the Hawks is... Uh, Obviously, there's a number of Eastern Rangers players in today. Yeah, they've got Bridget Deed, Aloise Chaston, and Keely Shaher. Is that, is that correctly? Uh, Shira. I, I think I'll go Shira. Sure. Shira. And, Shira? All right, and, sure. And you've yeah. also got Matilda Hardy as Matilda well. Matilda Hardy. Oh, sorry, sorry, Mr. Matilda. But yeah, so all, all three, all four of them, sorry, um, played, played 10 games in the NAB League so far for the Eastern Rangers. So yeah, well, it'll be interesting to see how some you know, some young girls go because as we've seen in recent years, the, the girls that, that are still going through the, the draft years that really perform at you know, against the mature bodies. They're the ones that really perform at once they get to AFLW level. Yeah, exactly. And um, this this is an opportunity for them to get that experience under the belt. And uh, let's see how they go. And particularly, this is this is a tasty thing that you can offer as Beck Gunner. Not only are you offering VFLW experience, you say, if you perform well and the side performs well, we can also offer you finals experience. No, that's a completely different beast, no matter yeah. what level it is. The, yeah. It definitely does go up a notch. So those girls, yeah, it's an, uh, another... Another apple they can um, put above their heads. 
Indeed. I mean, that, that that's the reason why Gemma Lagoya is at the Western Bulldogs, why Purcell is highly rated at Geelong, because uh, both of them had uh, great finals campaigns over the years, which made people stare. Not that they weren't great footballers beforehand, but it just kind of added an exclamation mark after their name to make people go... Yeah, that's a good one here we've got. Yeah, you're just, yeah exactly. You're not just a home and away specialist. You're, you're, you're there when, the, when your team needs you. So that's, that's when it really matters. Absolutely. When the uh, pressure is on. Um, that is the uh, Hawthorne side that we're going through today. As we said, a number of AFLW listed players in their side. Uh, North Melbourne against only those four players. Vivian Saad, Daria Bannister, Amy Smith and Brooke Brown. They've always had limited AFLW players this year at uh, North Melbourne. So that explains why their VFLW side has been... Uh, very patchy in their form this year. Yeah, um, but, uh, but like we said with all of them, it does give more girls a chance to, to show what they can do and hopefully, uh, they may not be there you know, when it comes to finals time like the Eastern Rangers girls are given the opportunity to hopefully do. But no, it gives them a chance to and show them what they can do and hopefully get a spot on North's list going up uh, for the next season. Indeed. Uh, we are standing by for the uh, YouTube coverage to start very shortly. Uh, just go to the YouTube page, youtube.com, and search VFLW, and uh, hopefully soon you'll be able to see some uh, vision here from uh, Box Hill City Oval. If you are coming to the ground at the corner of uh, Whitehorse and Middleborough Road, a reminder that you can bring your FM radio and hear us delay-free instead of via the internet, delay-free on 89.1 FM. And um, if you do go um, to the internet, the address is wafradio.com, which you probably are listening at now, but tell your friends about at 3.30pm bounce down. We're going to take this opportunity to take a break. When we return on the other side of the break, we will have for you the bounce down between 8th and 9th, Hawthorne and North Melbourne, here on your home of women's football. A tough time doesn't excuse abusive behaviour at home. Even in crisis, there's no place for domestic or family violence. If you, your family or community is affected, help is available online and by phone 24-7. For free, confidential advice, support and counselling for everyone, contact 1-800-RESPECT. There's no place for domestic or family violence. Help is here. Authorised by the Australian Government, Canberra. How often should you wash your hands? Maybe around nine times a day. Four? Like 20? Maybe twice a day. Whenever they feel dirty. When should you wash your hands? After you touch some raw meat. And before starting to eat. At the beginning, I wash my hands before preparing food. How would you rate your knowledge of food safety? Probably like an eight out of ten. Six or seven. Seven point five? Learn more at foodsafety.asn.au slash food safety training. Food safety, it's in your hands. Been playing for a while, sweet kicks. Cause footy makes you smile, sweet kicks football. If you're getting ready for the trials, gotta go the extra mile, sweet kicks football. Hearing that sweet sound when you kick the ball? Need to develop your footwork or explosive speed? Want to take the next step in your footy career? Then you need Sweet Kicks. More info on our Facebook page or go to our website, sweetkicksfootballacademy.com.au. Gotta go the extra mile. Sweet Kicks Football. <laughs> They're my grandkids. Gee, they can make some noise. But you know what? It's a beautiful sound because they're alive and having fun. 
The sound I hate is silence in the pool. When a child drowns, you hear nothing. No splashing, no cries for help. Be vigilant around water. Fence the pool, shut the gate. I teach your kids to swim, it's great. Supervise, watch your mate and learn how to resuscitate. I'm Laurie Lawrence. Kids Alive, do the five. It's Anna Mears winning gold. Hey, I'm Anna Mears. Winning gold at the Olympics was an incredible feeling. And having my biggest rival, who I'd just beaten, ride up next to me and lift my hand in victory topped off an amazing moment. We'd had our fair share of clashes over the years, but in the end, we both respected each other, and that's what really counts in sport. Be gracious in victory and in defeat. To keep your sport inclusive, safe and fair, go to playbytherules.net.au. Elder abuse can take many forms. Financial abuse is the most common. He said, Mum, I'll get money for you. I gave him my card. He's my son. And then I got a call from the bank manager. I never expected this from my daughter. If I don't change my will, I can't see the grandkids again. For free confidential support, call 1-800-ELDER-HELP. That's 1-800-353-374. The average person spends 44 minutes a day thinking about food. At Oz Harvest, thinking about food is a full-time job because we're always looking for new ways to nourish our country and combat food waste and hunger. Every day, we rescue quality surplus food across Australia and deliver it to those who'd otherwise go hungry. And you can help. Every dollar donated to Oz Harvest can provide two meals to people in need. Visit ozharvest.org. Thought for food. No business wants to throw money away. But did you know sending resources to landfill can be more expensive than recycling them? Planet Ark's free business recycling service can kickstart your workplace recycling journey, help you find the right recycling solutions and give you a competitive edge. Join the 1 million Australians using business recycling to keep valuable resources in circulation. Visit businessrecycling.com.au. It's just good business. WARFradio.com, delay-free at the ground on 89.1 FM and hopefully very soon on the VFLW YouTube stream. You are listening to the VFL Women's Match of the Day by WARFradio.com, Hawthorne and North Melbourne. And this game is live from Box Hill City Oval. We're six minutes away from Bounce Down. Peter Holden and James Halley with you, the two-man crew on today. We're a few commentators down, namely because... Uh, We've got Julia Montesano and one Lucy Watkin calling with Tyler Hanks the NAB League Girls Grand Final, which would be almost finished about now. If you want to watch that back, go to go and download the NAB League app and you can watch back that Girls Grand Final between the Oakley Chargers and Geelong Falcons. Called by our own Julia Montesano and Lucy Watkin. 
Yeah, that's, that's an exciting um, opportunity for both for both of them. Um, do we do we know any updated scores of the of the grand final, Peter? I don't have that on me. I might have to scroll through a quarter time. You've caught me unawares. Oh, I'll, 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 I'll have a look at that because we're the VFLW specialists, you see. Yeah, not badly. <laughs> but we'll we'll have a look there for you. We can see right in front of us because we should mention when the stream does start, uh, it will be from a position out on the wing. Uh, we're supplying a, uh, a, tr a low transmitter radio link to that to spot. Our spot, because the limited space here at Box Hill City Oval is behind the goals at the southern end of the Southern Pavilion. We've got the Hawks uh, right in front of us at the moment. In fact, there is Chantella Pereira making her first game for the Hawks in a couple of years, wearing the number five jumper. Phoebe McWilliams was passing the ball to her earlier. Quite a few big names in that side uh, demanding attention. Tamara Luke, interesting to see. She was rucking for them last week. Mm -hmm. Yeah, got some, some big ins here for Hawthorne. So it'll be uh, interesting to see how big of an impact it makes for them against North Melbourne. The standing captain Meg Hutchins at the middle of the ground. We say standing captain because the official captain for the season is Jess Trand, who unfortunately did her ACL in round one, uh, but does retain the captaincy and helps on the boundary line. And uh, the toss won there by uh, the captain of uh, North Melbourne, Megan Keeley, and they will be kicking towards the uh, northern end of the ground as it starts to get rather dark here. Remember, our finish will be around about 5.20pm, so I, I wonder if they will call for the lights at uh, some stage. Um, Jess Trand, of course, if you haven't noticed already, on Big Brother. Just, you know, superstar, that's all. <laughs> yeah, a bit of everything here for Jack Trent. And Jess Trent, sorry. Yeah, indeed. And uh, we should mention that uh, Jess Trent actually did her knee in the 2016 VWFL season. Um, missed out in the first year or two of the uh, AFLW. We're surprised she didn't get picked up for the 2018 season. I think someone worried about the knee and like most of us were like, well, she's a very good footballer. She, you know, I saw her did a tagging job in Ali Blackburn one day. Um, and then, of course, then Scott Gowan spotted her, signed her, and of course had two great seasons. Was going to play for Fremantle, some personal um, uh, things. Means she couldn't play for Fremantle. Uh, but um, hopefully she'll be back in the AFLW in a year or two, um, obviously pending coming back from that ACL. Yep, for sure. And uh, I, I do suggest, though, um, maybe we might be looking more of a 20, December 2022 return for AFLW. Again, but the season's now being moved but that's, to December to March. For all we know, it might get changed again. <laughs> Who knows? It could be in October in two years' time. I, I do not know where the season's going to start. Okay, Hawthorne players in uh, the huddle for their uh, last few words as the uh, siren goes here at uh, Box Hill City Oval. North Melbourne still doing their warm-up at the other end of the ground. As we said, eighth versus ninth. Due to the other results, the the gap has opened... Uh, well, should I say, the door has opened up for sides to get into the top six with the Saints losing to Geelong yesterday. The Bulldogs winning, Carlton winning. Uh, that puts more pressure on these two sides today. You lose and you're up that famous creek without a paddle. Yeah, it's going to make it very hard for yourself. So, yeah, just, just keep winning and um, do what you can do and everything else will fall into place for them. So, let's go with your prediction today, Hawthorne and North Melbourne. Who do you think will win and by how much? I think the, the Hawthorne team will just be a little bit too strong for North Melbourne. I'm taking them by 18 points. Indeed, and uh, I am going to go with Hawthorne to win on their home deck by 15 points. I think because it gets dark, it might uh, be a little bit harder to spot the ball later on in the yeah, day. And sitting here in the grandstand, and the sky does look a little bit ominous, Peter. Yeah, with those clouds, if the rain does come, I think, yeah, maybe 15 points Hawthorne. I don't think we might be in for a big score today. Uh, I don't see us on the YouTube stream at the moment. I've got the binoculars on looking towards the cameraman's position, which is, again, uh, far away from us. They're actually located on the wing position. We're behind 
behind the goals. Um, they're trying to get things set up as we speak. So hopefully, um, hopefully for those at home, we will have some vision for you. Again, that's done by a separate company, SRS. It's separate from Wolf Radio. We just supply the audio to them, which we are doing via uh, FM Radio, which is 89.1 at the ground, in case you want to listen along. Peter Holden and James Halley with you. We're just about ready to get underway here at Box Hill City Oval. We can see in the middle of the ground, Keeley is going to be starting there in the middle. I can also spot uh, a 38 for North Melbourne. Looks like I might have to go to my uh, backup app in a moment's time to try and confirm where it is. It might be one of the Tassie footballers. But we are underway here to start the first term. In there going to lay a tackle immediately is Alison Drennan for the Hawks. The umpire is going to call for that uh, secondary ball up. We'll try and restart things again. Maybe Bannister might be wearing that 38. We'll have that confirmed for you as uh, soon as possible including a 37, which we don't have. Love it when North Melbourne give us different numbers and don't tell it. Absolutely love it as commentators. In goes Bevan. Gets out the hand pass there for the Hawks. They go up towards the half-forward line. Went flying over the head of a few players. Moore was trying to get back there for North Melbourne. Nadia Moore trying to go through. Ball hit the ground. Looking over the top is Dominic Carbone. Jumping in there, Molly Eastman. And the umpire says, I'll take the football back, please. And uh, we'll call for a ball up right on the half-forward flank here for the Hawks. Attacking towards... The southern end of the ground, which is the Whitehorse Road end. Tamara Luke doing the ruck work. Drennan tried to lay on the tackle. Runnels tried to feed out the hand pass. No, she faked it. Then went for a run. Did she get tripped up? Yes, according to the umpire. She looked immediately at the umpire as soon as she hit the deck. It gets a free kick. The umpire says you've got to play on because she went off the mark and she's got to get going quickly. Nearly got ran down by Chaston. And the 37 there for North Melbourne kicks it away. Again, we'll confirm that number as soon as we can. Running away with the 36. Oh, North Melbourne, don't you? Why have you done it to us, North Melbourne? Three numbers that we don't have. Now here's the kick going in towards 50. Floating over the head, trying to get back there. For the Hawks is Shearer when the 18. Ball at the feet, trying to control it. There is Garner. Garner did well. Taken away, though, by McDonald. McDonald fed off the hand pass to Nadia Moore. Goes long out towards the wing. One bounce, awkward football. Trying to uh, chase after it. Garner for the Hawks. Kept it alive. Going through there is Gar- uh, going through there was Carbone. Couldn't hang on to it. Ball hit the deck. Everyone's to jump in. And we're going to possibly call for a ball up. Umpire circling. Not willing to blow the whistle at this stage just yet. Reddy Hicks gets brought down to ground. Fed little hand pass out. Chance here for the Hawks if they can get clean ball. Chaston with a shock of blonde hair. Gave it towards the teammate. Get it around the corner looking for McWeans at the top of the goal square. Being warmed by Brown. McWeans managed to tap it to advantage. Quick snap on goal here for the Hawks. Fist pump from Jesse Williams. They've got their first. Oh, that was a great passage of play by Hawthorne so far. They're absolutely dominating around, around the contest. So if they can keep that up, it could be our prediction could be right. Indeed, and uh, the score is one goal for Hawthorne and uh, North Melbourne yet to score here on WARFradio.com. There may be an issue at the moment with the VFLW YouTube stream, but tell everyone they can hear us on WARFradio.com. That's where you want to go for your call of uh, women's football. Let's see if North Melbourne can give me some uh, new numbers for us because, uh, no, they don't have the 37 or the 38 that we're seeing earlier. Thank you, North Melbourne. No favours to us whatsoever. They are 37 from now on. Yeah, yep, yep, we're going to give the uh, the old uh, team manager a clip on the way through. As uh, trying to go through there is Drennan. Got shoved off the football. Tamara Luke wanting the ball to come back to her courtesy of Cox. Cox goes in again. The former North Melbourne footballer gets besieged upon. Alexia Hamilton jumps over the top of her and will call for a ball up. It might be a case of those Tassie players, but we don't know who's who because it's the first time we're seeing these Tassie players running around for uh, North Melbourne. Alexia Hamilton goes in there. Trying to get in there is Keeley as well. She's immediately wrapped up, and the umpire says going nowhere. I think it might be Bridget Deeth that's got her. 
and uh, will restart the play in the centre of the ground. One goal lead early to Hawthorne in this first term. Ball thrown up in the air. One out by Tamara Luke. Put it straight down the throat there of Runnels. Runnels sky high with the kick. Mark taken. And this time it's taken by Bannister. She's definitely wearing the 34. Bannister on the right boot is going long, long, long inside 50. Good strong grab. Putting the hands up to take it with Sarah Skinner. Where's that in Superintendent Chalmers sound effect? Skinner! Uh, Skinner, now with the football, kicks it towards the forward pocket. It's a floating football that got out the back, and luck was a fortune for Megan Keeley. And the North Melbourne captain will be having a shot on goal from about 15 metres out, slight angle. Breeze definitely blowing into her because it almost blew over my team sheet here on the uh, commentary position. Keeley kicking towards the northern end of the ground. Creeps in. Pereira on the mark. Oh, geez, that's a shank job right off the side of the boot. Jeez, those, those ones are unforgivable. North Melbourne, one behind. Hawthorne, one straight six. Some thoughts from James Halley. It could have been the perfect response there for North Melbourne. It was an easy set shot, 15 metres out straight. A slight angle, but uh, hopefully they can lock the ball in here and get a, get a good response here. So we start at full back for the Hawks. And it's Meg Hutchins. That goes for a run, bombs it long and high. McWilliams has pushed up the ground and she's got strong hands. McWilliams takes it on the halfback flank. Goes for a run on the right boot. Wants to switch in towards the middle of the ground. Straight into the breadbasket with teammate. He swings around quickly and kicks it along. Pereira's pushed up the ground. Pereira's pushing towards the forward 50. What's she doing loitering around here? Going in there to try and lay a little bump was courtesy of uh, the player at 4-0 O'Malley. In goes Pereira. She picked it up. She got brought to ground and the umpire says, uh, I'll ask for the football back please and we'll call for a ball up tackle being laid on there by Sierra Fitzgerald. 35 metres out for the Hawks goal. McWilliams does the ruck work. O'Malley overran the football. Trying to go in and slap it along was Hardy. It's taken away by the Ruse. They kick it towards their half-back flank. They were trying to find the intended target of Nicky Wallace but uh, it's been intercepted. The Hawks will send it back from whence it came. McWilliams waiting out the back. They were trying to find Drennan. Ball hit the ground. In goes Runnels. Can't extract it with support from Keeley and the umpire again will call for a ball up and we'll get some quick thoughts from James Halley. So far this game, the umpire's been a little bit leaning on the high tackles I've seen so far, so we'll see where that goes so far in the game. Tamara Luke brings the ball to ground. In goes uh, the player in Drennan, dispossessed of the football. In goes Luke, lucky not to cut the player high on the way through as the player ducked for North. And the umpire says it's all locked in and will call for a ball up. Again, the player with the ball is the North captain, Megan Keeley. We reset play. Luke beats out Alexia Hamilton, put it into the advantage of Drennan, who had a bit of a wonky kick inside 50. Picking it up and running away was Sierra Fitzgerald. Kicks it long, only to be intercepted. So they're struggling to get out of their hard back line here, uh, North Melbourne. It was taken by Richardson for the Hawks, looking for O'Malley, who dropped it. Gave off the hand pass to Williams. Jesse Williams draws the player, goes for the hand pass to Hay. Hay now kicks it inside 50. Looking for the lead there and jumping was Eloise Jaston. Dropped the football. We'll have another crack at that. In goes Williams for support. Jumping in with her as well was Caitlin Cox. The umpire said no pro opportunity. And we'll call for a ball up. One straight six, Hawthorne. One behind North Melbourne. We have played about seven minutes into this opening term here at Box Hill City Oval. Tapped out towards Skinner. Now getting across to Amy Smith. Smith, AFLW listed player for North Melbourne, goes long up the line, close towards the boundary line. Had the choice to keep it in or let it go out. Richardson decided to keep it in. Went for the hand pass to a teammate, but got sold up the creek because the North Melbourne Cavalry arrived, and that is Meg Hutchins, who's got players all over her. Umpire circling and says Hutchie had no opportunity and will call for a ball up. As the Seagulls start to swarm around, do they sense hot chips in the vicinity, I wonder? As the ball goes up, 
Hutchins almost ran herself into trouble got brought down dispossessed of the football Tamara Luke almost went to kick it off the ground going in there Amy Smith is scrapping hard for the football supported the back from Sierra Fitzgerald ball goes up the line only about five metres for North Melbourne before it goes out tackle laid on by Rennie Hicks and we'll call for a ball in and we'll get some thoughts from James Halley yeah so this could be a chance for North Melbourne to get the ball out of the Hawthorne half of the ground it's been locked in for about the last four or five minutes here as we wait for the ball to be thrown back into play spinning back in a bit of a shove in the back there of the ruck <laughs> tomorrow look the umpire missed it Phoebe McWilliams got down behind play by a North Melbourne opponent so uh, a little bit willing there as the Roos kick the ball towards the centre half forward position Chantella Pereira is going to clean up here at centre half back draw the play and get the hand pass to Hutchins Hutchins now goes out towards the wing position but backing underneath it to take it as Nadia Moore how do you like it more 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 in fact it wasn't Nadia Moore pardon me it was Molly Eastman and Eastman went short to Sarah Skinner Skinner with the football kicks a little Texas wedge over the top went about 25 metres it was perfect enough to try and find Runnels who gave off the 1-2 to Skinner and Skinner just hits the 50 metre paint as taking the mark there was Alexia Hamilton Hamilton on the right boot goes for the kick, it works its way wide towards the uh, left hand pocket now it's going to be taken away here by the Hawks and I think it was Richardson back there whose kick, because it went outside the arc and dribbled away that means Lasso, free kick going the way of North Melbourne and Molly Eastman so Eastman in front of the coaches boxes out there on the half forward flank for the Ruse, northern end of the ground. Looking ahead for some options. Goes on the right boot. Up the line. Couple of players jump up for it, including Richardson. And a quick hurried kick out of the pack there for the Hawks. Goes into a danger zone. 30 metres out. Oh, dancing around and weaving is Amy Smith. A flying shot at goal. And Amy Smith has put the Ruse up. 1-1-7 to one straight six. A one-point lead to North Melbourne over Hawthorne as uh, we hit halfway through this first term on WARFradio.com. Let's get some thoughts from James Halley. Yes, yeah, so Hawthorne dominated the last two or three minutes, but just some individual brilliance there from Amy Smith just delivered North to be in front for the first time in the game. Indeed. North really didn't look like scoring, did they? And then no. there was just a, a, an undisciplined kick, you call it, from the Hawks trying to mm. kick across the face of defence and when the ball got turned over at the hotspot 30 metres out from goals, every good chance you're going to get hurt. So we have the ball back in the middle of the ground, WARFradio.com. We hope very shortly we'll be up on the VFLW YouTube stream. I know they're busily working out there on the wing. We're in a different position in the pavilion end, at the southern end of the ground, as it's taken away there by McRae. Had the ball knocked out of her hands. Calling for it now is Alexia Hamilton again. Wants to try and go inside 50 with this uh, bouncing ball. Picking it up and uh, giving up the hand pass there was Bannister using Amy Smith. Ball dribbles inside 50. Cleaning up there is Gilda for the Hawks. Gave it to Pereira who went back in the other direction. Gave it to Garner. Garner got bowled over. Ball spills out. Going for Keeley. Keeley for North gets tackled immediately by Georgia Bevan. Umpire is uh, circling. Hasn't blown the whistle yet. Now does as uh, on the bottom of the pack Alexia Hamilton. Then we'll call for a ball up at the half forward flank for North Melbourne. Just thought I saw maybe one or two slight drops of rain. Mm, it's not looking too good here, Peter. It's crucial eighth versus ninth battle here in the uh, VFLW. And uh, going in to lay an immediate tackle there for North Melbourne is Jade Hamilton. The umpire will take the football back and restart play here on the half forward flank. The ball gets brought to ground and uh, trying to come way through there was Georgia Bevan but uh, got stripped of the football 
It hit the deck. Coming in there is Keeley. Got brought down. Her kick was intercepted as she tried to kick it. And then Drennan now goes in the Phoebe McWilliams direction. Strong hands. Super glue hands from Phoebe McWilliams. She has it on centre wing. McWilliams on the right boot. Now goes in towards the centre of the ground. It came off hands. Slaney tries to run through traffic. Gave off the hand pass. Went at Pereira on a hammer. Then it was Hicks who almost kicked it into the backside of an opponent and got the football back. Then kicked it out towards the wing on the middle of our road side of the ground. Jess Morty goes after the football. Overran it. Then her opponent came in there indeed and brought deep to ground. Now the hand pass came out here to Morty who got back up. Went towards the half forward flank. Excellent spoil from behind on this one-on-one contest. Roos do have an opportunity though. It was hand passed away courtesy of Bannister to Morty. Morty goes towards the forward pocket. The umpire says the lead, the mark didn't stick. Quick little hand pass over to the 31 and Kira Price. The price was not right and she was immediately tackled and brought to ground. And we'll call for a ball up 35 metres out from goal and get some thoughts from James Halley. So yeah, this first half of the first quarter has been really interesting. Hawthorne wanting to use the cold any cost and North wanting to use the wings. As we're in front of the cricket nets at the northern end of the ground, Drennan tries to fight her way through. Wanting to give the don't argue there was Daria Bannister. Hawks have the football. They work it wide towards the boundary line. Seen over and out by Catherine Newton. Now the umpires come in and judged it as last disposal against the Hawks. So it's the lasso rule and a free kick going the way of North Melbourne. And they'll have the football about 60 metres out from home. So from the boundary line, Megan Keeley, the captain, goes towards the pocket, floating in the air. The North Melbourne forwards were just caught behind. They were trying to find Alexia Hamilton, but she played behind position and allowed Tamara Luke in front to take it. Then she switches to find Nicole Garner. Garner elects to go straight down the guts and works it well, finds Matilda Hardy. Hardy now kicks in towards the middle of the ground to find Drennan. Drennan takes the mark in front of Fitzgerald. Drennan sells the candy. Drennan goes for a run. Drennan takes a bounce. Drennan's got three to beat. Drennan shakes the kick. It goes along the ground, though, trying to give it the soccer skills from Matilda Hardy, but it went to the advantage of Fitzgerald for North Melbourne. The kick up the line is going to be intercepted, though, and between centre and centre-half back, it's taken by Pereira, who wants to go with a dangerous switch. Almost cut off by Slaney, but the Hawks have it, and they'll go straight down the guts looking for McWilliams. Ball bounced away from her. O'Malley's going to try and put the heat on. Cleaning up back here is Moore. Moore's kick. It's a helicopter wobbly kick towards the back pocket. Got away from Carbone. Head passing in front of herself is Morney. Very lucky. <laughs> Saw the ball go over the boundary line, but it bounced at the right moment to go right, to go 49 and a half metres out, no, which not, means no lasso. I'm not quite sure she meant that, but it definitely worked to her favour. As we wait for the ball to be thrown back into play. 49 and a half metres out from goal. North lead by one point. We've got about six minutes remaining in this first term. Tamara Luke taps it down. Heavy traffic as hurry kick out by the ruse in towards the middle of the ground. They were trying to find Nikki Wallace. She immediately wraps up her opponent. The umpire calls the ball back. Nikki Wallace, Lions AFLW listed player in their first year and also uh, was formerly at Williamstown. Ball is thrown up in the air. Luke is going to do the rack work here against Kira Price. Price goes in, fires out the hand pass. Her teammate ran into immediate trouble. That brick wall was Grace McRae, and the umpire says, you threw it, and it's a free kick going the way of Hawthorne. On the right boot, here comes McWilliams. She was third in the queue, spoiled by her own teammates, and one of them that brought it down was the 18, which was Shearer. Now the Roos managed to clean it up, and they kick it out towards the wing position. Going to chase after it is Garner. Garner cleans it up there for Hawthorne, looking for O'Malley over her head, close towards the pocket. It does go over and out in the end and the tackle laid on by Eastman will call for a ball in and get some thoughts again from James Halley 
Yeah, so this has been a court of um, momentum swings here with Hawthorne now uh, doubling the inside 50s for North Melbourne. Ball is thrown back into play. Luke won it down. Got it to a teammate in Cox who got immediately caught. Drennan will get the don't argue. Umpire says there's a push in the back here off the ball and it might be going the way of Caitlin Cox. Yes, it will. The former North Melbourne footballer now wearing the Hawks colours. We'll be having a shot on goal on a 45 to ground for 45 metres out beyond her range. So let's see who's going to offer the lead here. We can see, I think, Carbone in there. We can see Hardy's lurking around. McWilliams. McWilliams now leading down to the uh, hot spot from 35 metres out from goal. And it sticks like super glue. Terrific hands there by McWilliams. Phoebe McWilliams, a legend from the St Kilda Sharks. Play with GWS Giants in their uh, opening years of the AFLW before changing to Geelong. Now with Hawthorne, won a flag with them in 2018. They call her PMAC. Mick Williams directly in front, never in doubt. Phoebe McWilliams has her first goal of the day and the Hawks go to two straight 12 North Melbourne 117 three and a half minutes remaining first term on WARFradio.com again some thoughts from James Halley so that goal there by McWilliams just a product of just repeating inside 50s it's, it's the, the the damn ball has to work eventually and it just did for North Melbourne with Hawthorne just getting their second through for the game and uh, we can uh, confirm we are live at the moment on YouTube. So if you go to YouTube and search VFLW, you'll be able to find the stream. Apologies for the late uh, coming on. Again, uh, the current position and commentary position are different at the moment. We're actually calling from the southern pavilion end of the ground, almost behind the goals. The camera using the Channel 7 scaffolding is uh, on centre wing position. For those that have just joined us and might have missed uh, the earlier part of the first quarter, nor uh, it was Hawthorne who hit the front with the first goal through Jesse Williams. The Roos then kicked to behind and then a goal through Amy Smith to take the lead. And as we just saw now, Phoebe McWilliams, a mark and goal, puts Hawthorne in front by five points nearing quarter time. Umpire says there's a holding infringement going the way of the ruse. And uh, taking it here is going to be the uh, number 21, Nicole Garner. Garner goes up the guts. And uh, pardon me, it wasn't the garden. I should say it's the wrong team. Nikki Wallace. Dear oh me. Kira Price. Wrong names, wrong teams. Call me Brian Taylor. As it's taken away by Price. Price now goes towards the half-forward flank position. It's long and it's high in the air. Ball hit the ground. Who's going to try and come away with it, though? Trying to fight in there was Brooke Round for the Kangaroos. Umpire said she was dragged to the ground without the football. And she can have a free kick. Half-forward flank on the video camera side of the ground. Or the social room side here at uh, Box Hill City Oval. Going to left to screen for those watching on YouTube. Kicks it long towards the hotspot. 25 metres out from goal. Mick Hutchins was one of those to jump early. Hand pass across to Pereira. Had to pick it up off the carpet. She worked it wide. And now they're moving the ball here. I think it might have been through Garner who goes with a short kick towards the halfback flank position. Now towards centre wing. Backing back there for the ruse was Fitzgerald. Couldn't hang onto it. Brought it to ground. Calling for it was Brown. Couldn't get onto it. Could be a Hawks ball here. Just forward of centre wing. They'll just pick it up. Pressure was being applied there by Fitzgerald. Hand pass away was successful. Now on the right boot is uh, it was kicked up the line by McRae. Goes inside to Williams. Williams. That's not Mick Williams but Jesse Williams. She kicks it around. Vacant goal square. One bounce in the goal square. Going across the face. Doesn't go through yet. Drawing the play after picking up the football is Miata McDonald. 
She gave off the hand pass and managed to find Brooke Brown. Brown now kicks it out towards the halfback flank on the Middleborough Road side of the ground. Mark taken by Kira Price. Price wants to go short with the kick and had to be perfect because Pereira was bearing down pressure. Taking it and selling the candy is Sarah Skinner. Skinner now goes up towards the half. What oh, flag and a very decent fly indeed. Yeah, that was taken by the North Melbourne captain in Keeley. Keeley goes towards the pocket. Good body work here applied. Trying to juggle it was Morney. Had support from her teammate there wearing the 19 in Laura Wright. Ball close towards the boundary line. It will go over and out. North Melbourne did have the numbers, James, but just couldn't quite make it work. Yeah, that's what it's been in the towel for North Melbourne so far. Just the ifs and buts so far. Hopefully they can finish their work in the, with the last minute of the game, of the quarter, sorry. And so it's the last minute of the game. It's a very <laughs> short <laughs> game. We're playing 2020 <laughs> style here, aren't we? Ball yeah. is thrown back into play. Spinning back in. Bryce with the ruck work. Ball came off hands. Quickly taken by Runnels, who did the roving work. Went sky high in the air. Pereira tried to bark herself underneath it. Now, umpire off the ball here is just a bit of holding. And it's going the way of Chantella Pereira. Lisa Hardiman, medalist from 2018 in the Hawks Premiership. Now West Coast Eagles AFLW footballer. She kicks the ball and the siren sounds. It is quarter time here at Box Hill City Oval in a seesawing first quarter between 8th and 9th. It's the 8th place Hawks with the lead. They are 2 straight 12, North Melbourne 117. You are listening to the coverage live on WARFradio.com and watching it via YouTube. Search VFLW and at the ground delay free on your FM radio 89.1 FM. James Halley, some of those standout players and your thoughts on that first quarter. Yeah, Hawthorne on the scoreboard, I feel like they could be a little bit more in front. Like, it's just the physicality of those AFLW play listed players like Pierre, they really, it really shone through. Um, like, yeah, just their physicality and just their, that, that extra bit of class that I feel like North Melbourne's missing. What do you think, Peter? Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, they've done some good pass. When they finally did get past it, they were stuck uh, on their halfback flank. When they did manage to get it up that wing middle barrel road side of the ground, they bombed it long to the pocket. They're looking more instead for a lead, almost for a player to run onto it, onto the bounce, and that's not quite working, where they really do need that lead to stick. I mean, that's how they got it through Amy Smith in the end. So it'll be very interesting to see how it works um, going forward and what adjustments Shane Webster is going to make to that forward structure to make the most of the opportunities. But mind you, that's going into the wind. They're going to have the wind, or if you can call it that. It's a slight breeze anyway, picked up there only for a minute or two, coming towards this southern end of the ground for the second quarter. Mm, yeah, so uh, we could see the, the school line flip around at half-time, but it would be inter interesting to see how both teams defend the lead. And if the lead or if the rain starts to pull down, it's the sky's looking, to, looking a little bit more black as the time goes on. We'll take this opportunity to take a break here at quarter time on WARFradio.com and on the VFLW YouTube stream. It is Hawthorne 2 straight 12 leading North Melbourne 117. The mate with the high-tech Bluetooth fish finder but not a life jacket. You know the type. So when enjoying the water, make the right call to keep your mates safe. Make sure they wear a life jacket. A message from your mates at Royal Life Saving. Draft Central is entering a new era covering all the state leagues from the VFLW, Sample W, Waffle W and Quaffle W, as well as their primary focus, the NAB League Girls, Draft Central has you covered when it comes to all you need to know about the future stars of the AFL Women's. Draft Central 
brought to you by Rookie Me is now on YouTube, so be sure to subscribe at Draft Central as well as on our Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram pages at Draft Central Oz. The Smith family have been helping disadvantaged Australian children for decades. Today, we focus on helping children break the cycle of disadvantage by supporting them to get the most out of their education. But right now, one in six Australian children are living in poverty and don't have what they need for school. These kids need a hand up, not a handout. You can help them get the school essentials they need to fit in and the extra learning support to keep up. Please sponsor an Australian child today. Search the Smith family. Winter has really set in. Time for hot drinks, warm soups, a relaxing bath and cranking up the heater. Did you know that all these things present a burn hazard for children? In fact, 79% of burns happen in the home. Visit kidsafe.com.au to download the free burn safety checklist and get some essential tips for keeping kids safe in your home. And remember, when a burn occurs, apply cool running water for at least 20 minutes. No oil, butter, ointments or ice. Always seek medical advice if the burn is larger than 3 centimetres. Hi, Kirk Pengilly from InXS here. And whether it's music, sweet things, puppies, movies, we all love our treats. But our eyes need treating too. 300,000 Australians, including me, are affected by glaucoma. Diagnosed early, glaucoma can be managed. Left undiagnosed, it can cause blindness. So treat yourself by treating your eyes to a simple test. Book your test at treatyoureyes.org.au today. Indeed it is the VFL Women's Match of the Day here on WARFradio.com. Hawthorne 2 straight 12, North Melbourne one one seven at quarter time. Peter Holden and James Halley with you. Now, again, we can tell you there's a few numbers here for North Melbourne that we do not have on our sheet. They do not match. We had some Tasmanian players that we knew we were going to play for them today. Uh, we've seen the likes of 37 and 38. They were not on our uh, team sheet. And if you go to Match Centre, uh, that North Melbourne event, in their teams, they do not match up. So we apologise if on a couple of occasions for North Melbourne we call numbers instead of names. Unfortunately, they have not given us an updated team sheet, so we are stuck in that predicament. And again, if you don't hear our call at the moment or didn't hear our call, at least during the first quarter on the YouTube stream, again, that's set up by a different company, SRS, compared to us here at Wolf Radio, which we're a volunteer group. And due to limited space here at Box Hill City Oval, because... 3WBC we're using a broadcast box and Channel 7 we're here earlier for the men's game we've actually had to position our commentary um, uh, spot in the southern uh, part of the pavilion almost behind the goals the camera operator and uh, graphics person is on the other side of the ground on centre wing so um, if there's any issues uh, with the stream that uh, you might be listening to our audio stream and trying to watch what's going on with the video stream and may not hear audio something like that that is again because we're trying to feed a stream to them via FM radio and because we're about 150 metres away from them there's no um, communication between us and them to go, OK, what is the situation to try and uh, uh, figure out uh, to get you some commentary on that stream. But if you listen to WARFradio.com and at the ground 89.1 FM, you will get uh, the commentary, at least from us, if you want, if you like us, as we get ready to get underway to begin this second term. Peter Holden and James Halley with you. Five-point lead to Hawthorne in this eighth versus ninth battle, and we're away again. One out there by Luke. Ball hit the ground. Trying to fight the way through was Bevan. Coming in to lay the tackle is Rennie Hicks, and the umpire will call for a ball up. What's North Melbourne need to do in this quarter, James Halley? They need to try and just keep the ball inside their half of the ground, as the Hawks managed to do last quarter and see if that could get them some more shots on goal. 
Indeed, as uh, the ball is still on for a scrap in the middle of the ground, lurking around there, I think it was Drennan to try and get onto it. There's Molly Eastman, who tries to switch towards the opposite half-back flank, trying to find Morney. Was spoiled as the ball hit the ground. Bevan is lurking nearby to try and lay a tackle. Keely had to try and get rid of the hand pass straight away while she was under pressure, trying to come through as Sarah Skinner got stripped of the ball. In goes Bevan one more time. Drennan watches on. Umpire blows the whistle, and again, we are going to call for a ball up in the centre of the ground here at Box Hill City Oval. Now, VFLW match of the day. As the umpire clears the way, just tells the trainer you've got to back away a bit from the contest while you're chatting to the player. Tamara Luke didn't really have to jump high in the air to try and beat Alexia Hamilton in the contest. Ball hits the ground, umpire blows the whistle, and once again we are going to call for a uh, ball up and restart play. Megan Keeley gives the ball back to the umpire after being on the bottom of that pack. We throw it up in the air again. Both rucks missed the ball on this occasion. Trying to get the way through. There was Rennie Hicks, but the ball was fed out now to Alison Drennan, was dispossessed. Now it could be a North Melbourne football over. Running it there is Jess Morney. Morney has to try and go back in it for another crack. Drennan wants to get in there for the Hawks as well. We're near centre wing on the social room side of the ground. Umpire again blows the whistle and will call for another ball up. Throws the ball high in the air. Away we go again. One down on that occasion by Tamara Luke. Got her own football back. Went with a bit of a grubber inside 50. Ball got slapped around. Trying to charge the way through there was O'Malley for the Hawks. Now the high ball. Looking in the McWilliams direction. She ended up spoiling her opponent. Ball popped out. Getting absolutely hammered there was Shearer for the Hawks. And the... Ruse will come away with it, going in the direction of the number 38. One of those players that we said we do not have a name and number match for, unfortunately. Going away with it now is Rennie Hicks. She goes with a short kick. I think that might be Bannister now is going up the line, trying to find Morney. Jess Morney with the football in front of Chantella Pereira. Morney, right boot. Now going up the line, looking for Kira Price, spoiled from behind by Hutchins. Taken away here by Cox. Caitlin Cox was trying to find Eloise Chaston. Chaston hand pass. Now running player here in Cox. Cox still going for a run. Cox might have another bounce. Cox might have a crack at goal. And Cox ends up finding Phoebe McWilliams in the goal square. He says I'll do the last meet, meet, meet up for you. Get that word out. But Caitlin Cox, what a fantastic run, James Halley. Oh yeah, that, that was terrific so far. So that, that's just another example of Hawthorne using the cold to their advantage. That was a great individual performance there by Cox. Now we're on a slightly different angle as we said. We're calling from behind the goals at the southern end so we can't see how far exactly Boone McWilliams was out unlike the camera view did. But maybe Caitlin Cox might be taking a look back at that and going, Phoebes, what are you doing? Goal of the year contender there. Should have let that one go through. Yeah, this and is my moment sort of thing. Yeah. Phoebes should go, hey, I'm the forward here. I'm the forward here. Remember that. Hey, you give me the ball. I finish the job. Yeah. <laughs> So it's Hawthorne now going out to a lead. Three straight, 18, North Melbourne, one one seven. Three and a half minutes gone here in the second term. WARFradio.com, home of women's football. Umpire blows the whistle. Is he doing a warning for a, yep, for the uh, five six five rule that all Hawks weren't in place in time? What a fantastic rule. <laughs> As the ball is thrown up in the air, one out by... Tamara Luke got it across to Bevan. Bevan wanted to go towards centre-half forward. Couldn't hit her intended target. In comes Alexia Hamilton. Hawks player goes to ground pretty heavy. Everyone wants to try and jump in. And the umpire says, I'm going to have to break that up and call for a ball up between centre and centre-half forward for the Hawks. The Hawks are taking towards the northern end of the ground this quarter. 
Tamara Luke wins it with a double-fisted slap. Going into picket there is Rennie Hicks. Hicks trying to keep the football in front of herself. A few bodies get knocked around. McRae wants to go in there for the Hawks. Ingo, well, Drennan was thinking about going in there, then bailed out. Hicks jumped in over the top. And we're going to call for yet another ball up, and we're going to get some thoughts from James Halley. Sarah Skinner copped a pretty heavy blow there from Pereira in the in her half forward line. She was um, just bending over, probably in a bit of discomfort in her middle region. Getting wrapped up there, Tamara Luke, and the umpire is going to ask for the football back. Cool hand, Tamara Luke, a former captain actually here at the Hawks in the 2019 season. Did her own roving work, trying to get a hurry kick away. Was stolen away from her by Alexia Hamilton, and Hamilton kicks it out into open space. Centre wing, Middleborough Road side of the ground. Getting first there is Hay, and that is Kristen. Hay, hey, hey. No, it's not Saturday, it's Sunday. She kicks it towards the half forward flank position. Was trying to find the player in Garner to get onto it. She had to try and hold the football up as the North Melbourne. Cavalry arrived. In fact, there's about half a dozen from each team there. McRae will pick it up here for the Hawks near the half forward flank. Wants to try and kick it inside 50. It was a high floating ball. Ball hit the ground, trying to fight her way through there. Michaela Morrison. O'Malley was there. The Roos do get it away. Alexia Hamilton again with another possession. Went with a hand pass over the top. Was using Nadia Moore. Goes up towards the wing position. Pereira trying to chase after the Bannister. Bannister managed to get the kick away before being pulled down. Now put it in the general direction of Nikki Wallace, who tries to keep the football alive. Going in there is Sarah Skinner, almost got brought down got the hurried little hand pass away hack job here for the Hawks with a kick now going in there one more time is Newton Newton goes towards the half forward line outmarked on that occasion, getting back there the number 11, and that is Nadia Moore how do you like it, more, more, more now she goes across and finds Keely, her captain works it sideways towards the half back flank Managing to find the player there, going with a hand pass over the top. Originally was Brooke Brown, and that created run for them. A long kick inside 50. It's a high-floating ball. A couple of Hawks players bailed out the last second. Pereira. Oh, cheeky little kick off the ground has hit the post from Bannister. Pereira just tapped it and didn't realise Bannister was, like, on her hammer. Bannister put the foot out, and the ball just didn't bounce the right way. That minus score, one two eight for the Roos. The Hawks, three straight 18. Some thoughts from James Halley. Sometimes the chaos ball works just as well. None of the players all quite, quite knew where the ball was going to land, but as we saw, we nearly got a goal from it. Meg Hutchins from full back, long bomb outside of 50. Came off the hands of two North Melbourne players to spoil each other. Aloise Chaston jumps over the top, and the umpire blows the whistle and says, I'll call for the football back, please. As the lights start to come on here at Box Hill City Oval. Umpire clears the way, makes sure we've got the nominating rucks. Up in the air we go again. Tamara Luke brings the football to ground. Trying to come in there. McRae fights in hard. McRae again for the Hawks. And the umpire still circling like a sheepdog. And now blows the whistle and says, I'll take the football back, please, and we'll call for a ball up. At the moment, it sits as a 10-point lead to the Hawks. They're on WARFradio.com. At the ground delay, 389.1 FM. Taken away here by Molly Eastman for North Melbourne. Goes towards centre-half forward. Pereira had the hands up. Ball hit the ground. Trying to come through is Bevan. Knocked away from her. Trying to jump in the middle of that miss was Nikki Wallace. She went to ground. In goes Pereira. Jumps the right into her opponent. Umpire says it's all fair. All wrapped up. And surely we got to call for a ball up here. And now he does so between centre and centre-half forward for North Melbourne. We'll get some thoughts from James Halley. Yeah, so far this match, I'm sure you can agree, Pete. It's been a very stoppage-based game so far. As the ball goes up in the air, Tamara Luke brings the football to ground. A bit of body work going on here at the moment. Megan Keeley, the North Melbourne captain, laying a tackle. Uh, now with the umpire, no, he blows now for uh, for a ball up. You kind of see him circling, wondering, was he going to try and ping McRae for no prior? But elected uh, to go on the side of doubt in the end. Luke 
Taken away now by Bevan. Bevan put it on the right boot. Pumped it up the line. Only to be intercepted by Molly Eastman. And Eastman will go south. Actually, no, she will go west. And now that mark taken by Morney. Morney with the football. Centre wing. Social rim side of the ground. Looking for Slaney, who offers the lead. On her hammer was Richardson. Richardson got the football back, and then Slaney put her into the ground. In there for support is Morney. Now comes out Slaney. Kicks the football. Trying to find the lead of Kira Price. Spoiled from behind by Meg Hutchins, who denies her. And the ball goes over the boundary line and out of bounds. 50 metres out from the North Melbourne goal going towards the southern end of the ground here at Box Hill City Oval. WARFradio.com, your home of women's football. Yesterday we had the Pies in North Melbourne. The Pies won that one comfortably and sit on top of the ladder undefeated after 11 rounds. This is the 8th versus ninth battle as the ball has come back into play. Both players overrun the football. The umpire certainly will call for the whistle and ball it up again. For the winner, they keep the finals hopes alive, particularly after the Southern Saints loss yesterday. For the loser, it's just about curtains. Now this is one of the Tassie Devils players again that we don't have on our list and she got pinned for holding the football and that will be a free kick to Georgia Bevan. Bevan goes for a run, gives a don't argue, gets on the right boot, heading in the Pereira direction, has a teammate there who accidentally spoiled her, no talk and this is going to be sent back here by the ruse by Bannister, going inside 50, backing there is Richardson. She was strong, and Richardson will now go for a run. On the right boot, towards centre-half, back with the kick. This is where they got hurt last time when Amy Smith kicked the goal for North Melbourne. Circling around here is Alexia Hamilton. Sold her teammate up the creek, but was taken high by a clumsy tackle by Luke, who's not too happy. She gets a shove by Megan Keeley afterwards. Let's just say they won't be buying each other drinks after the game. They're not too happy with each other's company. Kicks up the line. Was trying to find Nikki Wallace. Whoop, a little bit of a duck there. Hand pass out. Wallace got it from Runnels. Umpire says Runnels was taken high by Bevan. And that means Ellie Runnels will have a shot on goal. And that will be from about 30 metres out on a slight angle. Again, some thoughts from match analyst James Halley. In the first quarter, I feel like the umpires missed quite a lot of high free kicks. Now all of a sudden they're coming with a flurry. So the umpires obviously got a bit more switched on their second quarter looking for the high free kicks. As he lines the player up in runnels. She sets her sights on goals at a very dark Box Hill City Oval. The lights have started to come on, but they're not the greatest of lights. <laughs> They're starting to light up the ground now, thank goodness, as I, as I speak. As Runnels comes in, bit of a high hook on the kick, and it's to the near side and a minor score. One three nine North Melbourne, three straight 18 Hawthorne, with nine minutes remaining here in this second term. VFL Women's Football, round 11, the last game of the round, and we'll have three more games to go, three more rounds to go before the finals. The kick. Oh, a fair old shove in the back. Well, Drennan got shoved in the back, but she shoved someone else. So that's a little confusing. But nonetheless, it is a North Melbourne ball. Ending up with the uh, free kick is Jade Hamilton. Outside 50. Goes long. Goes high. Getting back there. Tamara Coolhand. Luke couldn't hang on to it. Hurry snap there from North. Was by the 36 again, who we don't have. And she was brought down to ground. 36, 37, 38 playing for North Melbourne. We apologise. We don't have. They're the Tassie Devils players, but they're listed as 52, 53 and 54 officially. So and because we've never seen them before, we don't know which one is which. But if they kick a goal, we'll say Tasmanians get excited <laughs> as the ball goes to ground. And the umpire blows the whistle and says, I'll have the football back, please. Brooks Slaney on the bottom of that pack. 
Ball is thrown high in the air again. Tamara Luke goes up in the contest. Gilda on the left boot. Tries to clear it for the Hawks. Ball bounces outside their defensive 50. Intercepted by Molly Eastman. Gave off the hand pass. Hurry kick while under pressure from that North Melbourne player under 37. He sees it... Uh, Shepard and Spalton taken away by Morrison. Go to a teammate who kicked up the line. Awkward bouncing football there for Carbone. Trying to offer support there is O'Malley. Had it, then gave it up. Now a quick little hand pass. Bannister to try and set it back for North Melbourne. They want to try and go inside 50. Trying to cut it off there was Hay. In was uh, Chantella Pereira as well. It's chaos football at the moment. Coming in the lane. The tackle is Nicky Wallace. Ball popped out the Runnels. Runnels fed out the hand pass. Hurry snap towards goal. They're trying to find Kira Price. Price going with Richardson. And the ball will go out of bounds. Two metres around for the left-hand point post. Thoughts from James Halley. Yes, and North are finally be, being able to hold the ball inside their forward 50. So, so far this quarter, the um, inside 50 is a five all. So, they're starting to get on top in that, in that side of the game. Waiting for the ball to be thrown back into play. Spinning back in. One down at the back by Tamara Luke. Drennan right to get onto it. Intercepting though is Megan Keeley. Keeley sets it up here. Was trying to find Laura Wright. Dropped the football. Pereira trying to come in and lay the tackle on Jade Hamilton who was running through. Now the Hawks trying to clear up through Newton. Newton put it into the hot spot though. Price put her head over the football. Ball hit the ground. In comes Pereira. Umpire says no prior opportunity. The player wrapped up with his runnels and will call for a ball up. 30 metres out from the, Hawth from the North Melbourne goal. Luke brought it down, was trying to find Pereira. Pereira now got some space, oh, but she couldn't get the football. Hand pass over the top while under pressure there by Nikki Wallace. Gave it off. Slaney shot at goal for North, and she's got it. Slaney gets her first of the afternoon, and that closes the gap to just three points here at Box Hill City Oval. North Melbourne 2 3 15, Hawthorne 3 straight 18. Here's some thoughts from match analyst for today, James Alley. Yeah, Pereira was an absolute brick wall for a couple of minutes there, but then the, the, wall, dam the wall dam broke, and North Melbourne were able to get the goal there from just repeated inside 50s, and just repeat, just pre their pressure has been immense these last couple of minutes, Peter. And we should mention at the moment on the VFLW YouTube stream, you might hear us not with the greatest of audio quality. We've tried to supply them an FM radio there, and I think they might actually have it um, by a very quick listen that I had. If they're not quite plugged in, they might be just holding it up near a speaker. We should just mention our broadcast position where we're calling from is behind the goals where North Melbourne just kicked at the southern end of the ground. The camera people are set up where Channel 7 was set up originally out there on centre wing. So if there's any issues today on a technical point of view, uh, from audio perspective, we do apologise for the VFLW. LW stream again. Uh, we're 150 metres away. That's because there was limited space because we had a men's game on beforehand. Today was a double header of Hawks and Kangaroos football. As we mentioned, taken away by Darrow Bannister. Straight out of the pack. Goes towards the hot spot. Richardson tried to trap it. The ball got away from her. Now trying to go in there and pick it up is Hay. Hay under pressure. Coughed the football up. Kira Price coughed it up as well for North Melbourne. And guess what? Chantella Pereira says, get out of my way. As she tried to kick it, she was brought to ground though. Ball here in the forward pocket for North Melbourne. Getting into the back there, maybe Hay. The umpire said no, it was fair as she took her down and we will take the football back. The umpire and say, let's call for a ball up as Ellie Runnels gets up there. Not feeling that great, feeling a bit sore, but now we'll have to immediately reset. So we're in North Melbourne's forward pocket. There's about four and a half minutes remaining in the quarter. Tamara Luke was lurking nearby at the bottom of the pack here at Price. Umpire again blows the whistle and calls for a ball up. You've got Peter Holden and James Halley with you on commentary. For WARFradio.com, your home of women's football. Next week, we've got Carlton and Geelong, and most likely the Southern Saints and Western Bulldogs is our Saturday-Sunday games. Cleared out of there from defence by the Hawks by Hay. Now trying to run onto it there is McCallie and Morrison. Morrison's got to go for a run. Had to get rid of it before Fitzgerald was on her hammer. 
Carbone now trying to go back. We're trying to find Jesse Williams. Jesse Williams now kicks up the line towards the half-forward flank. Then taking it out there was Alison Drennan. Drennan bounces off her opponent and goes for a run. Drennan now kicks it long inside 50. He's trying to find a teammate there in Ghana. She was behind on that occasion. Roos will kick it out of the fence. Looking for Runnels. Williams on her hammer. Runnels got pushed off of it by Carbone. Umpire blows the whistle and says, you can't do that. And that will be a free kick going the way of North Melbourne. And Ellie Runnels has it at the half-back flank. Middleborough Road side of the ground. She elects to go for the switch, so they'll go back inside defensive 50. And a little bit of a false start there. Just thinking about it twice, what she's going to do is Nadia Moore. Moore now kicks it out towards the centre wing position. Couldn't find her intended target in Brooke Brown. And the Hawks will send it back inside 50. Trying to position herself there was uh, Tamara Luke. Chaston uh, goes to ground. Now picking it up there and trying to get out of the fence is Nadia Moore. Moore going across to the halfback flank as the birds go flying over. A big flock of seagulls. Taken away there by the 38. One of those Tassie players again who's not officially listed on the match centre for VFL. So unfortunately we can't give you which exact player it is out of those three Tassie Devils players. But we'll mention their names as a group uh, a little bit later on. Going up the line, Gilda. Does some good spoiling work there for the Hawks at centre wing. Caitlin Cox goes in there, immediately gets brought to ground. Jade Hamilton jumps in there, and the umpire says, I'll call for a ball up. Those three Tassie Devils players that are playing today, Gemma Blair, Alan Mora, and Amy Bissett. Again, they were originally listed as 52, 53, 54 on match centre, but now we have players 36, 37, 38, which unfortunately does not help the commentators as the ball goes over the boundary line and out of bounds. Seen over on this occasion by Megan Keeley. We'll get some thoughts from James Halley. Yeah, so as the ball is just right on the centre wing, this will be an important two minutes here to see if someone can go into half-time with a bit of momentum. As we wait for the ball to be thrown back into play, spinning back in. Ball brought to ground. Front work done by Richardson. Hawks with an opportunity now with a high kick inside 50. Chasson is there. Tamara Luke came charging through. Williams picks up the football. Gets on the left boot. Going towards the pocket. Dominic Carbo chasing after it. But we'll see it over and out with her momentum. And we'll call for a ball in 15 metres around from that right-hand point post. Should mention with the Tassie Devils players playing today. And the Eastern Rangers players playing for the Hawks. NAB League girls season came to an end today at 2pm. Oakley Chargers and uh, Geelong Falcons played in that grand final. You can watch it back if you want on the NAB League app called by Julia Montesano and Lucy Watkin. And Jesse Williams now doing the roving work here for the Hawks. Her kick, though, is marked on the last line of defence. And I think it's Nadia Moore back there who will go for a kick. It's not the greatest kick in the world, to say the least, trying to find Brooke Brown. Justin is going to clean it up here for the Hawks. Sold a bit of candy. Kicked it round the corner. How's that for the goal today? from Elise Chaston. Beautiful work. Went a, little right, went a little left, went a little right, showed some dance moves, and he says, put it between the big sticks, and Eloise Chaston says, that's what I'll do, right over the goal on Pies hat. Yeah, so that, that puts the scoreline probably where it probably should be going into halftime, with Dolphon going up over a goal ahead going into halftime, probably. Eloise Chaston will have the umpire's attention, no doubt, with that big shot of peroxide, blonde short hair, and I tell you what, as they say, if you've got uh, the, 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 uh, the hair like that or the flashy boots, you've got to be good. And according to that girl, she was pretty damn good. So she's talking the talk and she's able to walk the walk. Absolutely. Fantastic stuff to see. Exciting forward there for Hawthorne. And uh, they managed to stretch the lead out to 4-zip-24 to 2-3-15. We're back in the middle of the ground. It's Caitlin Cox. Gets on the right boot. Goes towards centre-half forward. The ball is cut off. North Melbourne mark. 
and they have it with uh, Molly Eastman. Eastman decides to go for the switch, finding back there Brooke Brown. Brown on the right. Booch goes towards the halfback flank on the social room side as the siren sounds to indicate it is halftime here at Box Hill City Oval and it is a nine-point lead to Hawthorne over North Melbourne. Four straight, 24 to 2-3-15. You would almost call that draw a quarter up until the last 30 to 60 seconds and uh, Hawthorne made the most of their opportunities where North Melbourne couldn't just to stretch that lead. Yeah, the, fir the first bit of, the, of that of that quarter, I'd give the, the chocolates to North Melbourne as they got back into the game. But then, obviously, Hawthorne just said, no, nah, this, is, this is our game, and um, stamped their authority on the game and said, no, we deserve to go into halftime with a little bit of a lead. You are listening to WRFRadio.com and watching on the VFLW YouTube stream and at the ground, delay free, bring your FM radio 89.1 FM. Might have to get the binoculars out shortly and see Jeff Kennett watch because Meg Hutchins praised him, says... He keeps showing up to all our women's games and supporting us. So let's see if he's in attendance and watching this crucial game between 8th versus 9th. What is Hawthorne doing right at the moment? Why do they deserve this 9-point lead? Oh, there's some of the AFLW players like like Pereira from, from Perth, as, as we said before. Like just they run and dares. It's been something that's been put like put themselves apart from North Melbourne. They're willing to take the game on and they're just going straight down the guts at every opportunity and just it's it's, it's paying off. North Melbourne are looking to take the, the go on the like, not going in the corridor, they're looking to go on the wings when they can and look for the switch. But sometimes it just it just it just pays off to just go straight down the guts as it's the easiest way home. For North Melbourne What's probably the missing link for them? Uh, why at the moment are they behind by nine points? Where it, it kind of felt, again, up until maybe that last 30 to 60 seconds, they were controlling the quarter and deserved to be closer, if not maybe just a smidge in front? Like, perhaps when it, when it enters their inside, their half of the ground, they need to just take their time a little bit more instead of rushing the ball or look for a target, like, lower their eyes and look for a target and um, just take more of a... Instead of just, I, feel, I don't feel like any of their shots on goal so far have been from set shots or uh, from very good passages of play that you can see like a big leading forward has, has taken. They, they needed that leading forward in the second half that we can identify as the Hawks. You know, got Mick Williams and like their, their pressure has been good, but I don't feel like they've got a good enough leading target in, in that first half. I should mention uh, here at Box Hill City Over, we've got with us a bunch of galahs, and I'm not talking about supporters or anything like that. We thought of seagulls flying over. There must be some birdseed in the gutter or something like that that someone's put up there, because literally at the pavilion, like uh, 15 metres away from us in the centre of the main function room area, there is something like about two dozen galahs, maybe more, that decide to have perched themselves here. Yeah, they're just making love to the side of the pavilion. It's, a, <laughs> it's an interesting sight to see, Peter. <laughs> it's 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 certainly giving the the ground a unique characteristic. Oh dear, oh me. Let's go through the goal kicker, shall we? At half time, uh, for Hawks, it's two two for Mick Williams. One of them very cheeky. It, should, it really should have been Caitlin Cox's yeah, goal, but we should give her one. But yeah, but, <laughs> Mick, but Mick Williams took it in the goal scored about a meter to go and says, "I'll finish the work for you." Um, Mick Williams, those two goals. Uh, uh, Alois Chadston, um, uh, that fantastic goal. Um, for that snap and uh, Jesse Williams uh, also with a goal for North Melbourne it singles to Slaney and Smith we'll take this opportunity to take a break at half time here on WARFradio.com and the VFLW YouTube stream at the moment it's Hawthorne four straight 24 leading North Melbourne 2-3-15 we'll be back right after this Draft Central is entering a new era covering all the state leagues 
from the VFLW, Sample W, Waffle W and Quaffle W, as well as their primary focus, the NAB League Girls, Draft Central has you covered when it comes to all you need to know about the future stars of the AFL Women's. Draft Central, brought to you by Rookie Me, is now on YouTube, so be sure to subscribe at Draft Central, as well as on our Facebook, Twitter and Instagram pages at Draft Central Oz. Been playing for a while, sweet kicks, because footy makes you smile, sweet kicks football, if you're getting ready for the trials, gotta go the extra mile, sweet kicks football. Hearing that sweet sound when you kick the ball? Need to develop your footwork or explosive speed? Want to take the next step in your footy career? Then you need Sweet Kicks. More info on our Facebook page or go to our website, sweetkicksfootballacademy.com.au. Gotta go the extra mile. Sweet Kicks Football. It's Adamir's winning gold. I'm Anna Mears. Winning gold at the Olympics was an incredible feeling. And having my biggest rival, who I'd just beaten, ride up next to me and lift my hand in victory topped off an amazing moment. We'd had our fair share of clashes over the years, but in the end, we both respected each other, and that's what really counts in sport. Be gracious in victory and in defeat. To keep your sport inclusive, safe and fair, go to playbytherules.net.au. We are the Australian Literacy and Numeracy Foundation, striving to empower our most marginalised communities through literacy and education. Literacy is having a voice. Literacy is opportunity. Literacy is dreaming big. Literacy is freedom. Today, you can help end inequality and give every child access to our life-changing and proven literacy programs. Your support is vital. Donate now at alnf.org. How often should you wash your hands? Maybe around nine times a day. Four? Like 20? Maybe twice a day, whenever they feel dirty. When should you wash your hands? After you touch some raw meat. And before starting to eat. At the beginning, I wash my hands before preparing food. How would you rate your knowledge of food safety? Probably like an eight out of ten. Six or seven. Seven point five? Learn more at foodsafety.asn.au slash food safety training. Food safety, it's in your hands. If you've had something stolen, or if you've had property damaged, you need the police, not the sirens. If you've lost something or found something valuable, or if you want to register a party or let us know you're going away on holiday, you need the police, not the sirens. When you need the police, but not the sirens, you can now report these incidents online at police.vic.gov.au or call 131444. Authorised by the Victorian Government, Melbourne. There are plenty of classic hits radio stations, but this is where GoRadio.Live is different. We unashamedly select the best music from our chosen era. We develop programs that provide the music with minimal interruption. For many hours of the day, you won't hear any announcers, just great music and the occasional station ID. We let the music play through until the end, no crossfades and no announcers talking over the start and end of tracks. We think you're going to love GoRadio.Live, radio as it should be. Check it out at www.goradio.live or download the free app from Google Play or the App Store. I was lucky that when I picked up the phone that day... 
to call my best friend. Uh, he answered. Despite almost every Australian knowing someone who has been affected by suicide, we still don't talk about it. Lifeline Australia's new podcast, Holding On To Hope, shares stories of survivors and the connections made to find the hope to keep living. Because when we talk about suicide, we realise our capacity to support those around us. Holding On To Hope. Lifeline.org.au forward slash podcast. Hi, Kirk Pengilly from InXS here. And whether it's music, sweet things, puppies, movies, we all love our treats. But our eyes need treating too. 300,000 Australians, including me, are affected by glaucoma. Diagnosed early, glaucoma can be managed. Left undiagnosed, it can cause blindness. So treat yourself by treating your eyes to a simple test. Book your test at treatyoureyes.org.au today. No business wants to throw money away. But did you know sending resources to landfill can be more expensive than recycling them? Planet Ark's free business recycling service can kickstart your workplace recycling journey, help you find the right recycling solutions and give you a competitive edge. Join the 1 million Australians using business recycling to keep valuable resources in circulation. Visit businessrecycling.com.au. It's just good business. Hi, this is Missy Higgins for RAD, recording artists, actors and athletes against drink driving. I see a lot of things at gigs, mostly people having a good time and a few drinks. But what I'd hate to see is someone getting behind the wheel after they'd been drinking. Being even a little bit over the limit makes it too easy to lose control. So if you plan to drink, plan ahead. Arrange a designated driver who won't drink. Remember, music lives and you should too. Winter has really set in. Time for hot drinks, warm soups, a relaxing bath and cranking up the heater. Did you know that all these things present a burn hazard for children? In fact, 79% of burns happen in the home. Visit kidsafe.com.au to download the free burn safety checklist and get some essential tips for keeping kids safe in your home. And remember, when a burn occurs, apply cool running water for at least 20 minutes. No oil, butter, ointments or ice. Always seek medical advice if the burn is larger than 3 centimetres. WARFradio.com at the ground delay free on 89.1 FM and for those watching via the VFLW YouTube stream this is the VFL Women's Match of the Day the final game of round 11 between Hawthorne and North Melbourne 8th versus 9th as the 8th place Hawks at the moment with the lead 4 straight 24 to 2 3 15 at half time Peter Holden with you we joined in a moment's time with James Halliback as a match analyst now as I mentioned earlier you can watch the NAB League Girls Grand Final back on the NAB League app if you uh, download, that to you, download that to your mobile phone. But I am going to give away the best score and better players, courtesy uh, of the draftcentral.com.au website. If you don't want to know those scores because you want to watch the replay, uh, put your fingers in your ears for your next 30 seconds because I'm going to go through that quite quickly now. 
And in the end, the premiers for 2021 in the NAB League girls are the Oakley Chargers, 11-5-71, defeating Geelong Falcons, 5-4-34. Uh, for the Oakley Chargers, three goals each to Reed and Morley, singles to Morton, Smith, McCormack, Russell and Fleming. For Geelong, two to Shap and singles to Lewis and Van Dyke. Best players for the Oakley Chargers, Ling, Fleming, Reed, Taylor and Robottom. For the Falcons, best players, Lee, Craven, Shap, Hutzma and Simpson. And again, you can read all about the NAB League Girls Grand Final, the full breakdown of it, by going to afl.draftcentral.com.au. That uh, website again for all your NAB League Girls content and also a bit of reporting on the state leagues as well, afl.draftcentral.com.au. James Halley will be rejoining us in a moment's time. For those that have just joined us on our call, the goal kickers at halftime look like this. For Hawthorne, two to McWilliams, one to Chaston and one to Williams. And for North Melbourne singles to Slaney and Smith. We should mention out of those two goals for McWilliams, one of them was kicked from one metre out, probably Rob Paul Caitlin Cox. It went for about three or four bounces, did a fantastic gut-busting run along the half-forward flank, shot on goal from about 45 metres out. And McWilliams just happened to be all by herself in the goal square and says, I'll, I'll just finish it off for the last couple of metres. So uh, a cheeky second one there for Vin McMillions, but a fantastic run by Caitlin Cox. If you do have the opportunity, scan back in the second quarter, early stages, to have a look back at that replay and great run by Caitlin Cox going towards left of screen, northern end of the ground. Of course, they're flipped for the third quarter. Hawthorne will be coming towards the southern end, right of screen for those watching on YouTube. North Melbourne will be going towards the northern end or left of your vision. So again, North Melbourne currently out on the ground going through their warm-ups. We're waiting for the Hawks to come back out on the ground. For the North Melbourne side, going through their defence, it's been holding up okay, all things considered. Nadia Moore, Molly Eastman back there. Morty's been trying to create some run. Runnels has been doing some things in the middle of the ground and trying to offer some things up forward as well. Alexia Hamilton has been going well for them in the ruck. Uh, Also, I thought Kira Price is trying to offer some leads. Nikki Wallace saw a little bit of the ball as well. If we flip over to uh, the Hawthorne side of the equation, Tamara Luke has been doing the uh, ruck work all day and fighting hard. Caitlin Cox has been on the ball. McWilliams has been a strong lead up forward. Bevan's also been rotating through the uh, midfield. Richardson's been holding holding her own uh, down back. Chantella Pereira's been very interesting. Of course, we normally associate her being the full back, but this time she'll leave defence and purposely run up the ground, almost into the forward line as well. She's been running the line as essentially, from goal line to goal line, uh, which has been an interesting uh, move there. Uh, also, as well, um, uh, we should mention Alison Drennan on the football as well. Grace Murray has been uh, pretty good as well for the Hawks. James Halley joins us back in the uh, commentary position as we wait for the Hawks to come back uh, on the ground. Uh, for you, if you were having a look at both sides, who do you want to see a little bit more from, from the Hawks and North Melbourne in this third term? I think North Melbourne. We just need to, uh, like like Bannister. She really she popped up a little bit in the in that last quarter, but maybe just a, a little bit more. Like to, and um, I don't someone I don't think we've took, called much from today. She may not be playing. But like Vivian Sard, I don't think we've called her name. Like no, I haven't. Really. So I don't know if she was an she's out, out or, not. or not. Yeah, so we, we might need a little bit more from the AFLW players or more experienced players. But Hawthorne, 
like, like I think I just heard you say that Pierre has been, you know, um, in strong. She's been really well, Pierre. I don't know. McWilliams has been there, there in a bout. But yeah, I think the Hawks girls, they're, they're doing well. Just the, the North, the, North, the more experienced North girls just need to step up a little bit more. For those that join us on WARFradio.com or the VFLW stream, we should point out at some stage we'll call the numbers 36, 37, 38. We unfortunately can't call the names because they're the Tassie Devils NAB League girls that are playing today and they were allocated in match centre by North Melbourne. The numbers 52, 53, 54. And due to our awkward position where you actually have to leave the ground to come back in the ground and then go around the wing to find the North Melbourne bench. There's only two of us on today. We can't actually get around the North Melbourne crew to find out what those numbers are and they haven't updated in match centre who 36, 37, 38 are but we can tell you the Tassie Devils players playing are Gemma Blair, Alamora and Amy Bissett so apologies to those families that might be watching at home we don't call their names out so because we don't have the names and numbers matching up here unfortunately from North Melbourne and anyway we're underway for the third term taken away by Sarah Skinner centre wing Middleborough Roadside the ground cuts off the football because it's marked by Chantella Pereira uh, on defensive side of centre her kick though is smothered by Daria Bannister Bannister goes back loses her feeding then uh, gives away the football with a quick little hand pass they dribble it inside 50. Calling for the ball is Keely. Keely tries to turn around the corner with a kick. Wanted to square it up towards the top of the square. They look for a hurried little kick off the ground and it will squeeze through for a minor score. One behind there and that kick in the end it was by Laura Wright, I think, from a distance. And that means the score goes to 2-4-16 North Melbourne. Four straight 24 Hawthorne in the opening 60 seconds of this third term. Lights on here at Box Hill City Oval. An unusually late start of 3.30pm. Meg Hutchins is going to run the ball back into play. Hutchins goes long with a kick up the line. Easton at the football with Chaston. Pardon me, who's had the football juggling it around. Couldn't hang on to it. Brooke Brown receives it from Alexia Hamilton. Tries to go towards the 50-metre arc. Came off hands. Hay is back there for the Hawks. Kicks it around towards centre wing. Social room side of the ground. North with numbers back there if they can work it out. 37. That's one of the Tassie players who gave it off quickly to Sarah Skinner. Skinner bounces it towards the half-forward flank position. Intercepted. Hawks sent it back from whence it came. Looking for Tamara Luke. Couldn't hang on to it. O'Malley was lurking around. Skinner again for North Melbourne. On the left boot. Couldn't hit her target. Coming through there. Looks like it is the 12 and Rennie Hicks. Hicks trying to find uh, Daria Bannister. Went through her hands. Got out the back looking for Nikki Wallace to try and run onto the football. Chantella Pereira is circling. Now is Bannister who got away from her. Got on the left boot. Couldn't bend it round enough. But lots of fortune. Taking it one-handed. Megan Gearley, the North Melbourne captain, fending off a player with her left hand, marking it with her right. Yeah, this has been the perfect start for North Melbourne here. The captain getting the, fir the first goal on the board in the third quarter in the second in the second half, sorry. Yeah, perfect start for North Melbourne. Megan Keeley runs around the bed of the oh. angle, and it's to the near side. Uh, North Melbourne not making the most of opportunities when they present themselves. 2-5-17 North Melbourne, four straight, 24 Hawthorne. They've got about two, two and a half minutes into this third term. She had a couple chances so far. Here on WARFradio.com. Next week, we've got Carlton and Geelong and the Southern Saints versus the Western Bulldogs. Crucial games as we count down towards the finals. Hurry kick by the Hawks is going to be intercepted in the middle of the ground by Brooke Brown. Brown with the football. Near the two centre circles. Elects to go towards the social room side of the ground. Mark taken out there. Leading out the take it is Sarah Skinner. Skinner. Kicks 
towards the half-forward flank position. Awkward bouncing football for Jade Hamilton at her feet. Manages to pick it up okay. Goes with a hand pass back using Molly Eastman. Eastman to Skinner. Skinner working it wide. Mark taken by Runnels. Early Runnels in front of the coaches' boxes here on the half-forward flank for North Melbourne. Northern end of the ground. Right boot now wants to go inside 50 with the kick. Waiting back there is Tamara. Cool hand, Luke. And she tries to take on Daria Battister. And Battister says, denied! And the umpire says... That is a free kick going the way of North Melbourne. Tamara Luke, she's a solid build. She can go through most, but, Dar- but Daria Bannister is equally of solid build and says, you're not getting through me. <laughs> North, uh, no, North Melbourne need to make the most of their chances here. They're, they've got the, the ball inside their 50 for the last couple of minutes. They need to make the most of it. Daria Bannister, who put up the brick wall towards Tamara Luke, goes with a oh, not great kick after we praised her inside the forward pocket that uh, there's a too high judged here and Laura Wright will get the free kick for North Melbourne and there must have been a bit of chat as well to the umpire he's given a 50 I think by the look of the hand it said abuse so uh, that's a coach killer Beck Goddard will not be happy about that and this is virtually gifting one here to North Melbourne Laura Wright will be kicking directly in front to the northern end of the ground just casually goes in and pops it over the goal umpire's head. And that has let North Melbourne right back into the game. Laura Wright with her first goal of the afternoon. And they go now to 3-5-23. The Ruse one point behind Hawthorne, four straight 24. Yeah, that's even this matchup up completely. So this is going to give us a very interesting third quarter. As they say, the premiership quarter. So who's, who's going to come out and put their stamp on this game here? It looks like it's North in the early parts, but we'll, we'll see. No doubt the runner will be going out very shortly uh, to that uh, Hawthorne player uh, to say, what have you done giving away that 50-metre penalty when North really didn't look like they were going to have any type of set shot going on inside there, at least forward 30. The umpire has the football back in the middle of the ground. We'll throw it up in the air again. Alexia Hamilton versus Tamara Luke. Luke wins it down, but Shark this time by Sarah Skinner. Skinner dropped it, got it back again with Bevan on her hammer. Tries to kick it towards centre half forward. Bounced off the hands there of Bannister. Going with her is Chantella Pereira. That's been a great little contest so far. Her kicks a grabber along the ground. Morty tries to go in and pick it up. She goes with a bit of a worm burner inside 50. Hawks, though, want to try and clear it up. Oh, it just juggled around there. Morrison couldn't get onto it. And now coming through, if you don't mind, is Megan Keeley, the captain. Again, she's off target. One bounce and into the point post. And that means it will be a throw-in next to that right-hand point post at the northern end of the ground. Some thoughts from James Halley. This could have been a really good game from the, from the captain, from the forward. If she could capitalise on her chances, she could have had three goals so far. As we wait for the ball to come back into play. On this occasion, is going to be Kira Price versus Tamara Luke. Ball is spinning back into play. Price, front position. Bannister, crashed into Pereira. Ball hits the deck. Tamara Luke jumps in there. Squeezed out. Bevan's watching on. Jade Hamilton tries to keep it in front of herself. Two hawks to beat. Couldn't do so. Going in there and laying the tackle. Kira Price. And the umpire comes in and says, no pro opportunity. We'll call for a ball up. 20 metres out from the North Melbourne goal, going towards the northern end of the ground. They trail by one point. Luke does the ruck work. Caitlin Cox going at it with Laura Wright. Close towards the boundary line. Pereira asks for it, gets it. Apparently puts it on the boot, but put it straight down the throat of Alexia Hamilton. And Alexia Hamilton tries to square the football up. She was trying to find Sarah Skinner. It was punched away from her. Hawks are going to try and clear it by going towards the opposite pocket. Waiting there, though, is Eastman. Eastman shrugged one tackle. Eastman off one step, close towards the boundary line. Tamara Luke, outbodied work here at Price. 
Great mark there by Tamara Luke. Luke decides to go across the face of goal to Meg Hutchins, the veteran. Hutchins now towards and finding the number 11 in Gemma Richardson. Jenna Richardson goes towards the halfback flank. Out of side of the ground. That is Deed, Bridget Deed going up the line. Couldn't hit her target. And the ball is seen over the boundary line and out of bounds in the end. Seen over by Deed after the ball went back towards her dire general direction. And will call for a ball in. Between centre wing and uh, half forward flank here for North Melbourne. Most of the play has been in their forward half for this uh, first seven and a half minutes of the third term. Ball hit the ground. Luke cleans up a player on the way through and the umpire judged it as a free kick. And it's going the way of the Roos, ending up in the hands there of Rennie Hicks. Hicks, formerly a Carlton footballer, ended up playing in the uh, NT this past summer. Decides to sell the candy. Gets going, pumps it inside 50. Now, is that a downfield free kick? Let's watch what the umpires are indicating. Yes, downfield. And it's going North Melbourne's way. And it's going to end up in the hands of Jade Hamilton. Tell you what, though, James, uh, Beck Goddard will not be happy with the discipline so far of the Hawks in this uh, opening part of the third term. No, no, North Melbourne have um, had control of the ball, but they don't, haven't looked like it going inside 50. But, yeah, North, I mean, Hawthorne has given it to them. So in comes Jade Hamilton. Right boot. Going long towards the top of the goal square. Solid hands back there. Tamara Luke again stood tall. And Luke decides to go for a switch. And it went straight down the throat of Rennie Hicks. And Hicks has the football. She's 45 metres out from goal. 45 degree angle. Thought about the pass. Is now going to go back for the set shot. That doesn't look like a confident run up to me. Looks very short. Rennie Hicks will come in. Tiptoes in. Then tries to speed up at the last second. It is going to fall short and Tamara Luke again with a mark on the last line of defence Luke decides to switch it to the, what's the back pocket where the cricket nets are going for a bit of a run here for the Hawks one bouncing away if you don't mind by Shearer, Keely Shearer kicks it long, long bouncing ball towards their half forward flank now half back flank because taken by Nadia Moore of the ruse, oh her kick was pretty awkward though for uh, Jess Morney, just reached her fingertips Came off her hands, went over the boundary line and will call for a throw in and get some thoughts from James Halley. So we're halfway through this quarter, Peter, and the Hawks are yet to get an inside 50. They're not looking like scoring, so they're, they're close here. They might, they might be in for an inside 50 coming up here soon. Ball is thrown back into play. At the feet there of Alexia Hamilton. Has to go back in, almost around her own teammate in the end. In goes Megan Keeley, laying on a bump. Hawks ball, though. They kick around the corner, not for long. Trying to trap it there is Rennie Hicks. Did well. Gave it off to 38. One of those Tassie players again, which unfortunately we don't have the names and numbers matching as the ball goes over the boundary line and out of bounds. Yeah, Lasso rule. Free kick going the way of the Hawks. And uh, ending up in the hands of... Uh, going for the kick, Emily Gilder. Gilder, long up the line. Luke went flying through the air. Couldn't hang on to it. Hamilton was there. Ball got out to Morney. Morney had to go left and right. Handball in front of herself. Wants to try and chase up her own ball. Gilda going with her. Overran it. Bevan picked it up for the Hawks, though. Bevan looking in the direction of O'Malley. Bouncing, bouncing, bouncing ball. Does she get there before the boundary line? She does not. Lasso rule. Free kick going the way of North Melbourne. And uh, picking up at the 42 and Brooke Brown. Brown on the Middleborough Road side of the ground. Gets on the right boot. Goes long up the line and just threw several sets of hands there. Curry kick 
now going into the direction of Rennie Hicks. Hicks takes the mark on the centre wing. Hicks goes for a run on the right boot. Kicks it inside 50. Came off hands there, was trying to find the Cole Garner. Hurried little kick away by Richardson. Ricocheted off North Melbourne now with an opportunity only as far as Meg Hutchins. And solid as a rock she is. Hachi takes the mark and will end up running off the back line. And switches the play towards the opposite pocket. Whoops. Straight down the throat, though, of Brooke Slaney. It was a two-on-one situation. She was the one, and she managed to win out. And her kick towards the Bannister direction. Bounced off her hands. Then Bannister immediately wrapped up her opponent, indeed, and put her into the ground. And the umpire said there was certainly no prior opportunity. We'll call for a ball up. As we can see here with the ball locked in North Melbourne's 50, they've just created a wall here. If Hawthorne try to get a quick kick out, North Melbourne is going to go straight back in. A crowd of about 100, 150 here at Box Hill City Oval for this crucial 8th versus 9th clash. As the Ruse want to send it back inside there, 50 through Eastman, who probably got a little bit of a nudge after she kicked it. A kick, though, long and high, a mark by Jenna Richardson. Richardson with the football on the right boot. Oh, it was smothered off the boot. Could cause for a turnover here. Going in is Bannister, who picked it up. Bannister with a snap away to the right-hand side. And she's all tied up. Could we have the second draw of the season and the round? 3-6-24, North Melbourne. Hawthorne, four straight, 24. We've got seven and a half minutes remaining in the third term. Yeah, North Melbourne need to take their chances a lot. They need to be a lot more effective inside 50 here. They, they wouldn't want to be there going to three-quarter time with the score like it is now with the inside 50s they've had. A flock of galahs going across the ground. In fact, coming to our position as we speak right over here to the broadcast. <laughs> It's not the cricket, it's not the pigeons. Wendy, Wendy. <laughs> a little bit of a cue there to the 12th man as a free kick in the middle of the ground is being given to the number 17, Alexia Hamilton. Hamilton with the football. Decides to get on the right boot and go towards the half-forward flank. Cox is going to try and cut it off there for the Hawks. Accidentally tripped over. Going in there and maybe getting caught high as Sarah Skinner. The umpire says it's a free kick to North Melbourne. Sarah Skinner with the football. She's about 70, 75 metres out from home. Wants to go towards the hot spot. Wobbly old kick. Did her teammate no favours. They're having to try and die for it. It was Megan Gilly, her captain. Oh, the ball maybe got out here for Bannister. Overran it, though. And uh, I mean, it was the 38 for North Melbourne. Again, one of those players in Tassie that we don't, ha uh, don't have with the numbers and names matching up. So either Blair Moore or Bissett. Our apologies again to their family. As... Going in there, Gilda tries to get wrapped up and the umpire will ask for the football back. And we'll call for a ball up 25 metres out from goal. We throw it high in the air. Alexia Hamilton versus Luke. Hamilton brought it down. Cox was originally going to try and pick it up. Her own teammate took it away from her. The kick, though, is going to see it all wrapped up. I think it's uh, Garner that had it. She was caught by Amy Smith and the umpire will take the football back. Light drizzle now coming down here at Box Hill City Oval. Bevan lays a tackle immediately wrapping up Keeley. Which side do you think this drizzle is going to favour considering we are dead even at 24 apiece, James Alley? Yeah, so bro, the whole game today has just been a stoppage game. It's going to turn even more in the second half but North Island got the momentum so it looks like they might be able to keep that through for the, this third quarter and they might be able to get the chocolates. Going in there, I think, is Bannister just burying it hard. 
And the umpire says, uh, ask for the ball back. We should say, for those that are watching via the YouTube stream, they can hear our scratchy radio coverage. It's coming through a radio that I don't think is plugged in the camera because I don't think there's the right connection. We're literally 150 metres away from the camera view. We're actually behind the goals at the southern end of the ground. The camera view, which you have at the moment, is perfectly on centre wing using the seven scaffolding. Unfortunately, we couldn't be in that position at the same time because we are on air at 2.30 and Channel 7 had all that area. So we had to set up in a completely different area. So we apologise that you may not be getting the normal... Uh, quality coverage that we'd like to give you but we hope that it's just satisfactory enough on that VFLW YouTube stream and again you can get crystal clear audio quality by going to WARFradio.com or at the ground on 89.1 FM delay free. Daria Bannister has the football now for North Melbourne. She is about 55 metres out from home. She likes to pump it long towards the pack, 25 metres out from goal. Ball got out the back Runnels tries to give up a little hand pass running through and going for the snap. Sarah Skinner it won't bend back It'll only go through for a minor score, but it will give the Roos the lead. 3-7-25 North Melbourne, four straight 24 Hawthorne. About four minutes remaining in this third turn. It could be the crucial point coming to the last, be the last quarter, Peter, if the scores are tight. As we wait for the ball to come back into play, 11 scoring shots to four. Pardon me, 10 scoring shots to four, if you want to look at it that way. As we wait for the ball to be brought back into play. Booming kick in towards the centre squares. Tamara Luke gave a fair old shove there. And uh, that's going to be a free kick going the way of Alexia Hamilton. Hamilton has the football. She is inside the centre square. That means she's about 70 metres out from home. Hamilton very close to the player on the mark. Gets going. Pumps it long and high towards the hotspot. 30 metres out from goal. Brooke Brad did the roving work and then shanked the kick. Out of bounds on the full. It all opened up in front of her. Pressure from behind at the crucial moment, and they get naught for it. Yeah, they're just unable to finish their, their hard work so far, North Melbourne. So, I think during the week they'll be doing some goal kick practice. Uh, rain coming down, uh, I wouldn't quite say heavy, but it's... Uh, just annoying rain at the moment. Yeah, yeah. A heavy drizzle, I think, might be the best way to describe it. And now I think it's starting to get heavier again as soon as I said those words. As the kick now goes towards the opposite back pocket for the Hawks... Gilda may have caught her opponent high there in Bannister. And we'll play on... No, it was going to play on very quickly. The umpire said, ah, 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 ah. you got to come back behind your mark. So Bannister, with the rain starting to pour down now, she is 50 metres out from home. Looking for some options. Bannister on the right boot. Kicks it towards the hot spot. Now top of the goal square. Bouncing off is Alexia Hamilton. And she managed to go through and kick a goal. Alexia Hamilton got ping-ponged around like she was a, in a pinball machine. And somehow she ended up directly in front of goal and said, thank you. And now it's put North Melbourne seven points up. Yeah, so thankfully all the this, you know, the last 15 minutes of hard work finally paid off for North Melbourne. They've got a little bit of a buffer on Hawthorne Eddings and heading to the final turn with two minutes left in the turn. 4-7-31 to 4 straight 24. And uh, again, we've got two minutes remaining here in the third term. WARF Radio, 89.1 FM at the ground only and on the VFLW YouTube stream. Peter Holdman, James Halley with you. We'll have our full commentary team on board next Saturday morning for Carlton and Geelong at Icon Park. And then on Sunday next week, we'll have Southern Saints and the Western Bulldogs. All crucial games in the makeup of the finals. And for Hawthorne, can they even think about finals? They're seven points down at the moment to the ninth place side. Their season in trouble, and they've got about 22 minutes to do something about it. Hamilton receives the football out of that situation from Runnels. 
Now, partly from uh, Keeley goes long inside 50 towards the hotspot. Came off hands. Morty, uh, partly trying to jump in there was Wallace, was being brought to ground. Umpire says uh, that is a legal disposal. Free kick going the way of Meg Hutchins. And Hutchins for the Hawks will now take it and go long in the Caitlin Cox direction. She was flying. It came off hands. The North player thought she had the mark. The umpire said no. Cox had hands on it first. Now Eastman gets it as they back back now towards Skinner. Skinner, centre wing on the social club room side of the ground. Kicks it up the line. No player touches it. Lasso rule free kick going the way of the Hawks. And it'll end up with Tamara Luke. Tamara Luke with the football. Alex to go on the right boot. Long, high up the... Oh! Going out for a fly was Chaston. Couldn't quite bring it in. Now up the line trying to uh, find the player there in O'Malley. Couldn't get her. Came off hands. Brown lurking around. She can't pick it up. Ball gets squeezed out. Chaos ball at the moment. Shira tries to jump in there for the Hawks. Also laying a tackle in there. Nadia Moore. The umpire... Pardon me, it wasn't Moore. It was uh, Fitzgerald. And the umpire says, I'll take the football back, please, and we'll call for a ball up. Centre wing, just in front of where the camera position is here at Box Hill City Oval. Hamilton versus Luke. Luke got it to McRae. McRae dribbles it up the line. The ball awkward. Now, is it out of bounds on the full? Yes. The Hawks player accidentally toe-poked it at the very last second. They can't buy it inside 50, Peter. It's Shearer. Real estate's expensive, what can I say around here? <laughs> As the kick from Brown goes to centre wing, but the siren sounds to indicate three-quarter time at Box Hill City Oval and the Hawks' finals aspirations. Ooh, they're looking a little bit wobbly. They're not too far behind, but the pressure's on. North Melbourne lead by seven points, 4-7-31, Hawthorne Four straight, 24. Break down that third quarter for us, James Halley. North Melbourne just had just absolutely dominated that quarter. They, the clearances were somewhat even, but the inside 50 is 15 to nothing. They, they, they just couldn't get the ball out of the defensive 50, Hawthorne, and North Melbourne finally capitalised later, later in the quarter. Interesting to see the huddle being brought in immediately by the Hawks. Yeah, yeah the, the, I don't think that Gordon would, would have been too happy with that quarter. But like you were saying before, ill-discipline. And uh, well, North Melbourne did dominate, but yeah, she, she clearly was not, he's not very happy. But North Melbourne, as you can see, have already dispersed. A bit yeah. of a lighter mood. I think it might have been a bit of a paint peeler there from Beck Goddard, kind of just to remind them that uh, not only to be disciplined and hold your structures, etc., but uh, if you want to play finals football or even be considered to make a run at the finals, you've got 20 minutes to extract the digit. Mm, yeah, so they've, they've, now they've dispersed in, into their different positions. But, yeah, I, I assume we'd, they would have got a little bit of a spray for a little bit of a 30-second little time period just there. And for the North Melbourne Kangaroos at the moment, they're up by seven points, as much as we've talked about their inaccurate gulking, the 11 scoring shots to four. Um, they have an opportunity now, as much as it's not a big lead, but with the rain, a chance to park the bus for 20 minutes. Yes, yeah, so in these conditions, seven seven points feels like more like 15 to 20. Like It feels like a three to four goal lead, really, in the, like with the since uh, Hawthorne have really got, have only got to get four goals for the whole match in three quarters, they have to get two. They're going to have to get, get at least three to four in this last quarter to win it. Two will put their noses in front if North Melbourne don't score. North Melbourne four seven thirty one Hawthorne four straight twenty four goal kickers at three quarter time for the Roos singles to Slaney, Alexia Hamilton, Amy Smith, and Laura Wright for Hawthorne two to Phoebe McWilliams one to Eloise Chaston, including that huge leap that just couldn't quite bring in what would have been a mark of the year contender and Jesse Williams also with one as well. We'll be back with the final quarter right after this.
The average person spends 44 minutes a day thinking about food. At Oz Harvest, thinking about food is a full-time job because we're always looking for new ways to nourish our country and combat food waste and hunger. Every day, we rescue quality surplus food across Australia and deliver it to those who'd otherwise go hungry. And you can help. Every dollar donated to Oz Harvest can provide two meals to people in need. Visit ozharvest.org. Thought for food. There are plenty of Classic Hits radio stations, but this is where GoRadio.Live is different. We unashamedly select the best music from our chosen era. We develop programs that provide the music with minimal interruption. For many hours of the day, you won't hear any announcers, just great music and the occasional station ID. We let the music play through until the end, no crossfades and no announcers talking over the start and end of tracks. We think you're going to love GoRadio.Live, radio as it should be. Check it out at www.goradio.live or download the free app from Google Play or the App Store. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> They're my grandkids. Gee, they can make some noise. But you know what? It's a beautiful sound because they're alive and having fun. The sound I hate is silence in the pool. When a child drowns, you hear nothing. No splashing, no cries for help. Be vigilant around water. Fence the pool, shut the gate. I teach your kids to swim, it's great. Supervise, watch your mate, and learn how to resuscitate. I'm Laurie Lawrence. Kids alive, do the five. Draft Central is entering a new era covering all the state leagues from the VFLW, Sample W, Waffle W and Quaffle W, as well as their primary focus, the NAB League Girls, Draft Central has you covered when it comes to all you need to know about the future stars of the AFL women's. Draft Central, brought to you by Rookie Me, is now on YouTube, so be sure to subscribe at Draft Central, as well as on our Facebook, Twitter and Instagram pages at Draft Central Oz. On WARFradio.com, the VFLW YouTube stream and at the ground. Delay free on 89.1 FM or if you're standing underneath us at the southern end of the ground getting soaking wet in the rain. I don't know what you're doing, but you are listening to the Women's Australian Rules Football Radio VFLW Match of the Day. The final game of Round 11, Hawthorne 4 straight 24, Trail North Melbourne 4 Eighth is trailing ninth. Both were locked on the same amount of wins coming into today's game. The Loser, it is almost impossible to make the finals. Not fully impossible, but incredibly difficult for the winner. Their finals aspirations breathe to live another day with three rounds to remain in the season. Daria Bannister tries to win down the middle for North. Still going, Bannister. Gives off the hand pass. Falling from behind is Hay, though. North Melbourne fighting for a grim life here. Going in there is uh, Chantella Pereira momentarily. I think Murray might have jumped in there for the Hawks and will call for a ball up at centre-half back for Hawthorne. You've got a feeling one goal here and from North Melbourne and that'll be yibbity yibbity. That's all, folks. Here's the hurry kick from the Ruse. Straight down the throat of Nicky Wallace. And James Helly, this could be a chance to put the nail in the coffin early and uh, close the season on the Hawks. Yeah, this could be almost game over in these conditions. Yeah, like three goals to get. This could, this could be a very important goal right here. An important moment. Nicky Wallace, formerly at Williamstown, now for the Ruse. To put them 13 points up. On the right, it stays right. Well right, only a minor score. 4-8-32 North Melbourne, 4 straight 24. The situation still means Hawthorne need two goals to get their noses in front. 
as we've just gone over just a minute into this final quarter here on WARFradio.com. Meg Hutchins to bring the ball back into play. She'll go for a run. Put her on the right boot. Long and high in the Pereira direction. Tamara Luke put her hands up. Hamilton, that's Alexia Hamilton at the back. Sue Hamilton's in today for, for North Melbourne. Drennan tries to drag it out. And the umpire blows the whistle and will call for a ball up. Tense atmosphere here at Box Hill City Oval. As the ball is thrown up in the air. No sides. Uh, case was held by Carlton beating Casey yesterday. Going along for Nikki Wallace inside 50. Bounced off of her hands. Going with her momentarily was Bridget Deed. Bringing her to ground was Emily Gilder. Deed goes again. Hay tries to fight hard for it. Pereira tried to do some smothering work as McRae was trying to lay the tackle. The kick off the side of the boot for the Ruse. Going towards the boundary line. Williams chasing after the football. Williams smart kick off the ground. Did it as it kind of spun slightly back into play. But the Ruse do have some numbers back there. And they'll try and clean it up. Forward of centre wing. Putting it straight down the throat of Rennie Hicks. Hicks has the football on the paint. 50 metres out from goal. Goes to the hot spot in front of goal. Gilda put the hands up. Fighting for it is Skinner. Wanted to go with a soccer job off the ground. They'll just see it through for a point. 4-9-33 North Melbourne. Four straight 24 Hawthorne. Some thoughts from James Alley. Yeah, North Melbourne peppering the goals here. Hawthorne want to be careful not, not to play with it too much or stuff for themselves too much too far behind. Meg Hutchins from defence. Towards the halfback flank. Coming in late was uh, Hamilton, surely going to give away a free kick. And uh, and it didn't come back to the player on the full. No, no, just the other umpire ran up the other way. I didn't know if it was going to be a 50 or not because I thought I heard the second whistle. But everything's good. McCallum Morrison will take it away for the Hawks. Goes towards centre wing. Looking for Luke, who took it. And then put it on the right boot. Went long and high towards the half-forward flank. A little bit of a nudge there from Carbone, spotted by the umpire. Free kick going the way of the ruse. And they'll have it on the halfback flank. 37, one of the Tassie Devils players. Again, where the numbers and the names don't match up, unfortunately, in match center. Our apologies. Ball going over the boundary line and out of bounds, trying to find Eastman. Lasso rule. Uh-oh. Could put North Melbourne in an awkward spot here. O'Malley for the Hawks will go long inside 50. Was trying to find her teammate. Bounced off the chest. Tamara Luke tried to bust her way through. Her kick will sneak through for a minor score. 4-1-25 Hawthorne. 4-9-33 North Melbourne. But importantly, an inside 50 yeah, for the Hawks. That elusive inside 50 they've been searching for almost two quarters for. As the Roos now have the ball on the half-back flank, they'll go out in the direction of Brooks Slaney, who's got space. And that's the concerning thing for the Hawks. The Roos do have a lot of space here at the moment. Pereira overruns the football. Pereira uses the body well. And then she gets bodied herself by Nikki Wallace. Dodgem cars out there. Mm. Ball hit the ground. And the umpire says it's all locked in there. I think Sarah Skinner on the bottom of that pack and will call for a ball up right in front of the camera position. Again, for those that just joined us, the camera is on centre wing. Our commentary position, due to limited availability today, is in the southern uh, pavilion behind the goals. As the ball goes over the boundary line and out of bounds. Oh, Pereira got knocked down behind play. And all of a sudden, Meg Hutchins comes in to remonstrate. They're all getting stuck into Nicky Wallace. Wallace and Pereira tangled. And Pereira is feeling a lot worse for wear. It's a ball in. There's no free kick out of it. So the umpires must have missed it. Pereira gets up. The umpires are checking everything is okay. But uh, Nicky Wallace has clearly done something to Chantella Pereira. Because Hutchins came from out of nowhere to remonstrate. I was about to say, when she copped a nice big tackle in the contest only minutes beforehand, I thought the North girls would have thought she had that coming. 
And clearly she had something coming according to the North girls. As the ball is thrown back into play. Going in there is Alexia Hamilton. Umpire says there's a holding infringement going the way of the Hawks. It's going to end up in the hands of Jenna Richardson. Richardson now goes up the line towards the half-forward flank position. Intercepted by the Ruse and Brown. Awkward kick going forward. Richardson follows up again. Umpire said she was taken high. And that'll be a free kick. Jenna Richardson, forward of centre wing. Social room side of the ground. Goes for a run. Rain seems to have stopped here for a moment at Box Hill City Oval, which is good news for the Hawks who are trying to get back into this game. Runnels immediately caught by Gilda. Put into the ground. The umpire says no prior opportunity. Ball up here. Centre half forward for the Hawks. And the Hawks will want to try and get a little sneaky goal here. As the sirens go in the background, as the ball is thrown up in the air. Brought to ground. Original ruck work done by Richardson. Taken away by Cox, off the side of the boot, towards the forward pocket in front of the cricket nets. Awkward bouncing football for Garner. Garner chasing after it, got it back, went for a snap. Bit of a mongrel kick though, around the corner. The ball goes over the boundary line and out of bounds. Seen over the end by Matilda Hardy. Will call for a ball in 25 metres out from the right-hand point post. The rain stopped perfectly timing for Hawthorne. Indeed, and they've got about 13 and a half minutes. And they're 18 points down in this, pardon me, eight points down in this final quarter. Tamara Luke. Couldn't get there. Bevan did. Her kick, though, out of bounds on the full. So North Melbourne have an opportunity to come out of defence time. North Melbourne's friend here at the moment. And another player's gone down for the Hawks, and the umpire has spotted that from a distance. Tamara Luke got downed, and the umpire... Downfield free kick. And downfield as well. So downfield advantage to the Hawks. So all of a sudden, it was Hawthorne that were undisciplined in the third quarter. Now it's North who are undisciplined in the final quarter. Mm. So this is a free kick. We, who's going to end it up in the hands of it? Might be Matilda Hardy, I think. Indeed, it is the number 16, Matilda Hardy for the Hawks. She's thinking, uh oh, what am I going to do here? So is she going to come around and snap? She's going to try and put it on the left, on the outside of the right. Let's watch what she's going to do here. She tries to go around on the left. It is across the face. The ball bounces once and goes over the boundary line and out of bounds. And they'll reset for a throw in. At the moment, eight-point lead to North Melbourne over Hawthorne. Just over 12 minutes remaining in this final quarter. WARFradio.com, your home of women's football. Next week, we've got Carlton and Geelong and the Saints and the Bulldogs. Ball is thrown back into play. Luke versus Hamilton. Alexia Hamilton feeds out the hand pass. Chaston came in and immediately stopped the North Melbourne player, put the clamps on. That player being put into the ground was Megan Kelly, the North captain. You have to say North got away with one there. They were, they were lucky the Hawks weren't able to capitalise on the free kick. Well, not quite out of trouble yet. Still in the Hawks forward 50. Hamilton, Luke knocked it down. Runnels kicks, uh, pardon me, Keely kicks around the corner. Calling for it here is Cox. Cox danced around. Drennan was there as well. Going to ground, Sarah Skinner. She was wrapped up originally by Caitlin Cox. And will call for a ball up on the paint 50 metres out from goal. Most of the play for the second half. All the northern end of the ground. Very rarely to come down the southern end, our broadcast position. As the kick from the Ruse is bouncing, bouncing, bouncing in front of the coaches' boxes here. Chantella Pereira does well to pick it up. Her kick up the line, though, intercepted by Sarah Skinner. And Sarah Skinner on the halfback flank for North Melbourne. Elects to go up the line, very close towards the boundary line. Mark taken inside by Megan Keeley. Keeley with the football. 
Now gets on the left boot towards centre wing. Pereira from behind. Ball got away from her. Newton wanted to jump in there for the Hawks. Umpire circles, blows the whistle and calls for a ball up. I'm actually not seeing Vivian Saad, uh, the number 50. I think it might have been Wright that replaced Saad today. Wright was one of the listed emergencies. Tamara Luke brings the ball to ground. Bannister going at it. Hay going with her. Ooh, uh, possibly a high free kick. Umpire said, nope. Are we going to throw it in? Again, uh, for those watching on the YouTube stream, we've got a very different angle. <laughs> We're behind the goals at the southern end. The camera is uh, positioned on centre wing. As we wait for the ball to be thrown back into play. Centre wing here. Social room side of the ground at Box Hill City Oval. Tamara Luke took it straight out of the ruck. Bannister tried to grab her, but Luke got the kick away. Dropped by Pereira, got it back again off the bounce, but her kick kind of went backwards on the angle. This is going to make it very tricky for Garner to try and get onto. She overran it. It was Runnels who gave away the hand pass. Hurry kick around the corner. They were trying to find the intended player in Kira Price. Ball is still in, uh, locked in the North Melbourne forward 50 here. A hurried snap around the corner by Price. One bounce and over the boundary line and out of bounds. Sure, not a score for North, James Halley. But it's at the right end of the ground for them. It's exactly where they would want the ball in their forward pockets. And the Hawthorne have to go the length of the ground to get a goal. We wait for the ball to be thrown back into play. It's North with the advantage by eight points in this final quarter. Halfway mark of the final term. Taken away here by Garner. Garner goes up the line looking for Garbone off her feet. And the ball will go over the boundary line and out of bounds. Now will that count as a lasso? We have a chat between the field umpire and the boundary umpire. Which way are they going to decide it? You're going to have a cup of tea first. Bit of a chat. What are you watching on seven tonight? I don't know. Maybe I might watch on nine. That's what the conversation seems to be about at the moment. And lasso, they say. So North Melbourne free kick. As we wait for the ball to be brought back into play. Eastman goes for a run for North Melbourne. Kicks it towards the half-forward flank position. Through the hands of Hamilton. It couldn't hang on to it. Got out the back. Bevan goes to ground. Oh, big hit on. Front on hit. North Melbourne, though, with a hurry kick. Pereira tries to get front posse here while she's going with Slaney. And it was Cox that actually copped the hit earlier, I should mention. Trying to jump in there. I think it's Carbone. The ball's seen over the boundary line and out of bounds. It was a solid contact from the front, James Alley. Yeah, it's good to see her straight back up and straight back to tackling. As we wait for the ball to be thrown up in the air. Coming in there is McRae. Close towards the boundary line. Ball goes over and out. We'll call for a ball in. Kind of feels that this is on North Melbourne's terms at the moment. As we wait for it to be thrown back in. 45 metres out from the North Melbourne goal. Drizzle coming down again here at Box Hill City Oval. That's great because there's bus replacements on today and there's no shelter at the bus stop. As the hand pass over the head there by O'Malley was interesting. Skinner tried to get in there for North. Still at centre-half forward for the Ruse. Was centre-half back momentarily when the hurry kick by O'Malley got ricocheted. Drennan was lurking nearby. Couldn't get in there. Jumping in there to lay the tackle is Megan Keeley. The umpire comes in and blows the whistle. We'll call again for another ball up. 55 metres out from the North Melbourne goal. Seven and a bit minutes remaining in the final quarter. Tamara Luke gives a fair old nudge and then gets dumped afterwards. Will this get reversed? No. The North Melbourne player is copping a bit of uh, attention there. And that was Bannister. They put Luke down. And uh, that means the clock, in theory, should stop. 
But as we saw yesterday with Port Melbourne and Collingwood, we had injury time, or should have had injury time, and I think in one occasion they didn't have, they didn't stop the clock, mm. and everyone's like, well, what's going on? Looks like they might be reversible. Uh, yep, indeed it is going to Luke, and that is the smart call, because Luke was down when there was no reason to. So, reversed free kick, Tamara Luke now takes it for the Hawks. She's on the half-back flank. We restart things again. We believe there's six and a half minutes left in the game. Tamara Luke kicks it towards the middle of the ground. This is the challenge for the Hawks as the mark is taken by McRae. They need two goals to keep the season alive. And they've got to do it in about six minutes. So three minutes a goal is the equation. Hay on the right boot. Kicks it. Getting in the direction of the centre of the ground. Bevan picked it up off the ground. Got it away Malley, who just about dropped the cold. Umpire missed it. In goes Bevan again. She's immediately wrapped up by those Tassie Devils footballers. Who, again, we say the numbers and names don't match. So we do apologise to the families of Blair, Moore and Bissett. Umpire will take the football back and call for a ball up. We'll start again. Luke brought it down the ground. Bannister overran it. O'Malley was originally going to feed it off to McRae. Missed her. Coming through to try and lay a tackle was Kira Price. Put into the ground. Pereira throws the arms out like she's hailing a cab. Umpire ignores it. Ball at half forward flank here for the Hawks. Who can find clean football as Hutchins comes in to lay the tackle. Hutchins was fighting hard to scrap for it. Runnels now managed to get it out for North. Elect thought I can't bounce. I'm going to tap it on the ground then left the football behind. Tamara Luke goes in there to try and tackle, lay a tackle. Chaston goes in there for the Hawks. Hutchins tries to slap it along the ground. Bevan goes. Hack job kick in the meantime by Newton. Taken away though by the Ruse and they go with one long kick out towards the centre wing on the Middleborough Road side of the ground. Picked up by Richardson though from the Hawks who had to dance around an opposition player. Kicked it long. Through the hands there of Runnels. Carbone over around the football. Going in there is Alison Drennan to try and put on the pressure. Brooke Brown picks it up. Chaston coming at her. Gets absolutely dumped by Drennan. Drennan tries to get it to Chaston. Chaston manages to strike the tackle. Chaston gets on the right boot. Her kick though is not great. And the North Melbourne football in the last line of defence. I think it's Eastman who managed to swallow it and take it and kicked it to Keely, her captain. When in doubt, when in trouble, look for your captain. And Keely has the football. Her kick looking for Sarah Skinner. Skinner takes the mark. Back pocket for North Melbourne. Under five minutes remaining. Hawks trail by eight points. North Melbourne moved the ball wide. Long with the kick. Alexia Hamilton flies over the top there of Chantella Pereira. Missed the football. Richardson was waiting out the back. Her kick had to be good to Luke, and it was. Tamara Luke is about 60 metres out from goal. Tamara Luke, shank kick, but it might work out okay to Drennan, who wasn't expecting it, and went juggle, 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 cue the circus music, and then just managed to pull it in. Yeah, so this is, they've only got four minutes left now, and they need two goals. So Ali Drennan needs to just pin this down and show her experience. Get, them in with, get the Hawks within one goal. No wind to speak of. Light drizzle. If she kicked it from here, it would be massive. Mm. 50 metres out. Alison Drennan. Her kick. You pump her up. And guess what? Oh, it worked out okay. Worked. Because taking the mark is Matilda Hardy. She, remember, she was on the tight angle in one pocket. Mm. Now she's in the other pocket. So we'll see. We'll see whether she can figure out how to execute this properly this time. Matilda Hardy. In fact, it's the 18 part meet. It's not Hardy. It's actually Keely, Keely Shearer. So Keely Shearer, massive, massive moment in the game. To see if she can bring it back to two points, the difference. Comes in. The kick to the near side. She misses. 4-2-26 Hawthorne. 4-9-33 North Melbourne. Three minutes remaining here at Box Hill City Oval. 
Is it three minutes left in the Hawthorne season? You ask the question. Is the kick out from fullback from the Ruse? Went through the hands there of Skinner. Immediately caught out the back and put into the ground it was Bridget Deed and the umpire pins her for holding the football. Big call. So it is with Daria Bannister of North Melbourne. Bannister looking around. Needs some options. Elects to work wide. A player left unmarked. And it's Runnels. Runnels with the football in front of the coaches boxes. Runnels taking her sweet time because time is North Melbourne's friend as they lead by seven points. A high ball. Alexia Hamilton flew from behind. It's close towards the boundary line. McRae was there. Laid in a beautiful tackle. Umpire says no proper opportunity. We'll call for a ball up and we'll get some thoughts from James Halley. And North Melbourne are playing the clock beautifully well. Just looking for stoppage after stoppage and it's working for them. Umpire throws the ball up in the air. Body work from Tamara Luke. Double-fisted slap straight down the throat of a North Melbourne footballer who was immediately wrapped up. Grace McRae ran in there. Couldn't quite get it out. Umpire circling. Blows the whistle. Calls for the ball up. Two minutes left. Two minutes left. Hawthorne season. Slipping through the fingertips at the moment. Hand pass out. Skinner. Bumped off the football at the crucial moment. O'Malley goes in there for the Hawks. Ruse ball. They kick it towards the half-forward flank. Now half-back flank as Gilda had it, then dropped it again. Crashing into her was Wallace. Wallace got it back. One on four to beat and got taken high. That's the ball game, folks, in my opinion. This now allows Wallace maximum time to go back and have a shot at goal, even if she does not score. The fact that she's chewing up the clock does Hawthorne absolutely zero favours. Yeah, take her 30 seconds up and that'll be all she wrote. Nikki Wallace kicking towards the Whitehorse Road end of the ground. Cleans the hands. Doesn't do the Matthew Lloyd of throwing the grass in the air, but just, just about does every trick in the book and decides to pass it because standing all by herself is the 31 in Kira Price. Very smart play there. You use the clock and they get to kill the clock even a little bit more. I can waste a minute of play. So, under a minute to go, Kira Price directly in front will be kicking from 45 metres out if she doesn't pass it off again. <laughs> Creeps into goal. Couple of steps. Will unload on the right. Does it at the distance. Touched on the line and conceded through for a minor score. North Melbourne 4-10-34, Hawthorne 4-2-26. Siren imminent here at Box Hill City Oval. Brought back into play by Bridget Deed. Deed looking for Tamara Luke. Took it cleanly. Luke on the right boot. Looking in the chest and direction who's calling for it as the siren sounds at Box Hill City Oval. And North Melbourne helps strengthen their finals chances with a win today over the Hawks. They were both locked on the same amount of wins. This now gives North Melbourne the edge. For Hawthorne, as we said, mathematically not out of it, but now in a very difficult situation as the Hawks will find themselves behind North Melbourne, Carlton and the Western Bulldogs all trying to dislodge the Southern Saints from the sixth spot with just three games remaining. What do we make out of that performance, James Halley. Oh, it's, it was. We make a lot out of North Melbourne's second half performance, and you looked at the other side for Hawthorne. They had a the great first quarter, a little bit of the second quarter, but they really let 
Beck Gordard and their fans down in the second half. They just lost complete control of the game and just couldn't get the ball out of North Owens 50. As we said, both sides had discipline problems. Hawthorne mm. in the third quarter, North Melbourne in the final quarter. But it just seemed to be in the end, North Melbourne made Hawthorne pay for their discipline problems while Hawthorne missed on both of those occasions, resulting in two behinds on both chances that they had. Yeah, well, North Melbourne did miss some chances as well at goal that probably should have been kicked. But yeah, Hawthorne didn't take the most of their chances. But yeah, neither team did at the end of the day. But when you look at the scoreline and four goals, ten, you'd say North Melbourne probably did deserve the win. Uh, yeah, not to do a disservice. That's 14 scoring shots to mm, six. So yeah. we need to really do point that out. Uh, North Melbourne coming away with the chocolates today by eight points. And um, Hawthorne, as we said, officially the season not over, but in an incredibly difficult position now on the table. They will uh, slip to 10th. Um, I mean, we, we may still be have our, the Hawthorne game before the season's out, but if, if this is the last Hawthorne game we call, they've turned over a heck of a lot of players. They've injected a lot of AFLW talent and now some NAB League talent. Can you say disappointing is the, is the word to, to, to describe the Hawthorne season? Yeah, promising, but it just doesn't look like it's going to amount to much, unfortunately. As we know, they had injury problems with Jess Trent, obviously, that ACL in that first game. Uh, I'm not sure what the deal with Abby Holmes was. Played one game and that was about it. Yeah. Um, and as we said, a high turnover of players from the 2019 list to now. But uh, yes, for, for them to be where they are. For a side that also, as I said, a club that wants to has been barking about wanting an AFLW licence, they would not be satisfied with their performance from the 2021 VFLW season. North Melbourne, a side that leaves people, i got to admit, scratching their heads because there's some, like last week, belted by Collingwood, and then every now and again they pull out a brilliant performance out of the fire like they did today. I mean, if we talk about it, I don't want to be rude to say no names, but we're not talking about big names of VFLW, AFLW football here for North Melbourne standing up, bar Daria Bannister. Uh, a lot of them, you go, okay, they're your average run-of-the-mill VFLW footballers, and somehow, within their gut, deep down, they find a way in difficult conditions against Hawthorne on Hawthorne's deck to say, we're going to kill your finals chances, and we're going to keep ours alive. Yeah, looking at the lineups, you'd almost say Hawthorne had a better team on on paper, but um, yeah, because North were missing, like they could have brought in a lot more AFLW talent, but yeah, they just played a better team performance and able to get past the the big names in the Hawthorne lineup. The only North AFLW players in there were Bannister, Smith, and Brown. We're saying that Bannister did have a, was very influential in the second half. Indeed, but really, clearly, a lot of the football. Uh, Nadia Moore down back, sensational. Morning and Runnels try to give them some run. Alexia Hamilton against an AFLW experienced footballer in Tamara Luke. Um, you look at that and you go, geez, for the ruse, you know, what a performance. Again, you'd say, like you said, on paper, they were outgunned, but they found a way to, today to shut the Hawks down. Yeah, possibly it is the AFLW. Um like team system, like be like knowing that they could, if they perform well, get onto the North's list. Um, you know, they know people will be watching, and with the Hawks not having a license the next you know, for next season, maybe the Hawks there's not as much of an like they don't girls don't feel as much of an incentive or that. But finals, this this was a, this was yeah. a game where if you want to play finals, you had to show up and win it, and you got a feeling for the Hawks of <laughs> it's 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 a weird thing. It's like. They tried hard. They had a crack. As we know, there was some drizzle and whatever. It's like something went, besides a few undisciplined things, something went wrong for Hawthorne today. But I'm trying to sit down and figure out what exactly was it that went wrong? Yeah, was just, was just it just a good matchup versus good matchup? In yeah, the, the second line? half, they just kind of fell yeah. apart. Yeah. Mm. They, they couldn't find a way to the forward line. They couldn't find a way to Mick Williams. And um, that was all she wrote. 
And uh, we saw Mick Williams get the ball high up the ground. Maybe she needed to stay closer to goal, closer to home, and be more of a, a, a target you know, in the goal square leading out instead of like, more of the half forward. I'm not quite too. I'm not too sure, but yeah, they needed just like in the second half, they just couldn't even get they get it down to Mick Williams at all. They couldn't get it out of the 50 for North Owen. So I think there's more of a problem than just the forward line for Hawthorne. Indeed, and uh, it'll be interesting to see what Beck Goddard does for the remaining three games of the season because, um, again, mathematically they are still alive, but realistically, you know, they need all sides above them to keep losing, 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 and that is a, a very, very difficult ask to do because if we look through for the remaining games of the VFLW season, rounds 12, 13 and 14 to come before a bye, and then uh, we hit the finals. This is what it looks like next week. The Hawks play the Seagulls. And you've got to say on paper, the Hawks are favourite going into that game. Williamstown still may favour their chances, but the Hawks will be favourite going in. On paper. So if they do win that game, then they've got to hope that Carlton lose to Geelong. Possible. That North lose to Essendon. Possible. Possible. And then, well, Saints and Bulldogs, it doesn't matter either way who wins, because they're tied on wins anyway. So, still, so that, 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 that's, a, that's a blank game. Then you, then you go into round 13, and after that blank game, whoever wins are the Saints and Bulldogs. They can't allow one of those two teams to win in rounds 13 and 14. Then the Hawks have got Port Melbourne. Mm. Now, Port Melbourne have been stuttering. It'll be an interesting matchup. So maybe, maybe if the Hawks can pull the finger out, they, there. they can, they could cause an upset Back and beat, well. keep, beat Port. At the same time, Saints and North play. Mm. If, if the Saints have beaten the Bulldogs, then they need North to beat the Saints. But if the Saints are lost, then they can afford the Saints to beat North <laughs> because a North, because they, they're stuck in that weird situation, again, of mathematics. Carlton then play Williamstown, which they're expecting Carlton to win, which doesn't do them any favours. Bulldogs then play Casey, and maybe Casey will beat the Bulldogs. Who knows? So that, that's an interesting situation. Then it comes to the final round. Then you're asking the Hawks to beat the Cats. Yeah. And I think that's not going to happen. But I think we're looking at all those things to happen. I don't think yeah. it will even come down to that final round. It's going to be too confusing. And then North have got Port Melbourne in that final game. Mm, who knows? Maybe North has got the door open there. And then also you've got a situation of the Bulldogs playing the Pies. So the Bulldogs are in trouble coming into that final round. And then you've got Carlton and the Southern Saints. Now, depending on how the next two weeks go, it could come down to that Carlton Southern Saints game of who mm. gets in. It could be, but we've got a few weeks to go until we find out. But yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get a clearer picture in the coming weeks. Absolutely. We're just about ready to wrap things up here at Box Hill City Oval. Peter Holden calling alongside James Halley. James, thanks very much again for your company today and making your way down to a very cold Box Hill City Oval. Yeah, thanks for having me, Peter. It was, it was a good afternoon. We had a bit of cover, so that, that was good. We didn't get exposed to the rain. No worries. And uh, just my little word, hope they got the radio on over there where the camera people are. I'll let them know. I'll be over there in 10 minutes to get my radio back. Hopefully I'll get it from them or I'll have to pick it up during the week or something like that. Hopefully you're able to hear the feed on the VFLW uh, YouTube stream. Um, just before I go, to let you know we're on air Saturday, 10am next week to bring you Carlton and Geelong at Icon Park. And then on Sunday at 11am, we'll be on air for the Saints and the Bulldogs at Trevor Barker Beach Oval. Six versus seventh. Yeah, that'll be a good matchup. Absolutely. We look forward to your company then. But today, this is how it broke down. North Melbourne, 4-10-34, defeating Hawthorne, 4-2-26. Goal kickers for the Roos. Slaney kicked one. 
Alexia Hamilton kick one, Smith kick one, Laura Wright kick one for the Hawks, two to Mick Williams, one to Jesse Williams, and one to Aloise Chaston. But again, the Roos winners today by eight points. Footy, footy.